I can't fit in my tub. <laughs> it's not a Howard Taft situation. Here. No. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horror Cast. This is the Creative the Town Podcast, brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Help, fucker, god damn it. This movie's in Spanish, I can't do it. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else who insists it's only tonsillitis. It's Mark. Hola, amigos. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week we watched 2007's Wreck, and we will dive all the way into that real soon, and fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the nonsense out of it. Uh, if you like what we do and want to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com slash A to Z horror, that's A-T-O-Z horror, and support the show at your level of choosing, get some cool perks for your troubles, uh, but if you can't swing that right now or just don't feel like supporting the show, we just appreciate you listening. But for now, we better do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes? What are your beers for these fears? Uh, okay, so Spanish movie. This is a little bit of a hard one to beer. Do you agree? Yes or no on the hard to beer? I agree. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jake's looking at my beer very skeptically. <laughs> well, no, you'll see. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. Uh-oh. I am drinking. <laughs> I am drinking a Cross Fever Amber Ale from Epic. This is a Salt Lake City brewer, brewery. Um. This is this has two meanings. So Cross Fever itself, it's very clearly like a bicycle beer. But go with me on this. Cross, there are a okay. lot of crosses in this movie. It it devolves into like a weird and I think the like wreck series, the whole like movie franchise as a whole, is very like religiously oriented. We'll get there in a minute. But also fever, right? This is uh this is like one of the main points of this movie is the little girl that has the fever the whole time. So I got two things going on here. I got religion and sickness. That's what this movie is. I nailed it. <laughs> For a movie that's very hard to beer, I'd say it's commendable. Thank you. You did, you did a fine job. Yeah. All right, God's Jake. Work. Now you said I'll see as to what your beer is. Yeah, what well, you, you had you? a bunch. You, I'm going to go ahead and give yours away by explaining okay. my own. Jack's drinking Lagunitas IPA. That's true. Why? A uh, couple of reasons. One. Lagunitas sounds Spanish. Well, uh, no. Well, Mark A, you're the one that can't fucking say the name of the that's brewery. What? That, that's the first time he's ever said it correctly. That is the first time he's ever said it correctly, but We're honestly, right by it, the most notable feature of this movie on this viewing was the god-awful dub that was associated with it. So they couldn't pronounce a lot of things. Mark can't pronounce Lagunitas. So... Listener, I usually call it Lagunitis. That's yeah, how I say it. Yeah, except for so literally this time. And then, except for the one time I needed you to fucking back me up here, Mark. It's, I'm sorry. It's because <laughs> it's because Jake had said it immediately prior to me saying it, so I just mimicked what he said. Ah, but period. So here's the thing. I learned the... I, I think I had my first Lagunitis like right around the same time that I <laughs> learned that uh, the old linebacker's name, uh, Laurinaitis, L- Jack Laurinaitis, whatever the hell his name was. J- James. James, James Laurinaitis, yeah. So yeah. then the two things are now inextricably linked to my head, and I can't not say Lagunitis unless it's immediately preceded by someone saying Lagunitas. Also wrong. Um, But then the other reason is that this is a very California brewery, and the uh, building in this particular movie is much like the Hotel California. You can check in anytime you want, but you can never fucking leave because they're going to quarantine. You can check out, to quote the Eagles, not in. 
Oh yeah, you actually made your beer selection worse by shoehorning in the Eagles. I'm sorry. No, I, I feel better. like I feel like in I, the, I don't feel like the Hotel California that the Eagles imagined was quarantined by the state government to. No, it didn't. You don't have the spread of man. disease. That's I think the, it was more of like an existential. You can never leave. Like a no, that's that's the beast they were thing. trying to stab with their steely knives. The reason you couldn't stab it was because it's a disease. It's a conceptual thing. Oh God. Mm. That mm. that song might have been just been about this movie. Now that I think about it. I don't care for what you're doing. Okay. Okay. That's so, why I'm drinking Lagunitas. So, also, I'm very hungover. That's fine. The reason I gave Jack the look is because I, too, am drinking a beer by <laughs> Lagunitas, Mark. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a Lagunitas beer. I'm drinking Phase Change. Okay. Uh, this movie, in a couple ways, Phase Change works. It it takes a turn near the end where things go from zombie, patient zero, whatever, outbreak, to much more of a religious supernatural bend, and that is... A change of pace, a change of phase. Also, it's kind of explained by this character from the Vatican, which we'll get into, where he's exploring this possessed girl, and then something happens, and there's like a mutation (laughs) of something, and now she is just this monster. There's a phase change involved. That's why I picked it. Hard movie to beer. It is a hard movie to beer. I think we all did a good job. I also just got a dog. Yes, new mascot for yeah. uh, the A to Z Horcast. We, yeah, so we have a quick dog. explanation as to why this episode is not coming out on Monday. Yeah, we're a little late. I've been I've been dealing with puppy things, but uh, we already have a pod dog. Well, we have another pod dog now. Yeah, three Absolutely. pods dog. Yeah, we have three now. <laughs> new one, new one is Ripley, and she will see Alien at some point. That's rad. Uh, so I was a little bit busy, and I was frankly kind of mailing it in, but this it fits. It does. It works you know, pretty well. Yeah. W- when I mail it in, it turns out this good. I can't be the loser, right? <laughs> Speaking of which, the patrons over at patreoncom Horror get to vote on which of the three of us jabronis loses beers for fears. The loser has to watch movies as penance. Now, uh, Jake, you brought this up off air, but I think it's an interesting idea. Ordinarily, we'd move on to what else has been rocking our horror worlds, yeah. but I think maybe we should do a specific sub sub segment yeah. of what's been rocking our horror worlds to specifically talk about the movies we've had to watch as penance. Yeah, you know, the reason is this podcast doesn't have enough segments, so I felt like we needed to add some just to give it a little spice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You get way you more know. regressive with our segments. Just every time yeah. we change subject, new segment, boom. Exactly. Yep. I like it. Have a musical bed the yeah. whole time. I'm sure I'll have some kind of sound effect right here. Wrong move. Don't do that to El Wapo. In any case. I'm sure it was. Oh, that was terrible. (laughs) Do better. Do better next time. Either you two boys have any movies you watched as a result of the patrons voting that you lost? Well, well, I'll jump in here. I'll jump in here. Jack, uh, I think three weeks ago now when it was just you and I doing whatever episode, A Devil, that was. Yep. I said that I I watched uh, Lake Placid and you had not yet. That was one that we lost together hand in hand. Yes, sir. Um, and I, I saved it for when you had seen it. Have you seen Lake Placid yet? We can talk about that one. I watched Lake Placid last night with a bunch of whiskey and my dog. Nice. I even, I that that, that feels like the appropriate it. way to watch Lake Placid. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what. I wasn't planning on drinking more whiskey once I started it. I did drink more whiskey once I started it. Good move. Good move. Okay. Um, This movie stinks. What? The, okay. <laughs> It stinks in the same way that Deep Rising stinks, where it does have like this sort of charm to it. I'm sensing a theme here. A lot less charm. Than there, Deep look, Rising. there are there are movies that are objectively like poorly made and poorly written, but are still have an entertainment value to them. I would lump that into the this one into that category. It has a lot of Bill Pullman value. 
It, hey, it's got uh, it has a it has a great cast, man. It got it's got Oliver Platt, who is a skeezy dickbag in this movie, but I love him in everything he's done. It's got uh, Brennan Gleason. It's got Bill Pullman, like you said. Mariska Hargitay has a random thing in the middle. <laughs> Betty White has like the strangest cameo I've ever seen. Yeah, this was like a pre-internet famous Betty White. Yeah, I she's kind of been on this. It's weird. She's had the same brand for a long time, and it just took everyone like decades to figure it out she was ahead of her time <laughs> she was so she was literally like 40 years ahead of her time it's incredible i love betty White. yeah yeah of course yeah, yeah. Uh, so i have nothing else look, to say I, about betty White. i enjoyed my experience with this movie but that was mostly just the hanging out with my dog drinking whiskey part of it it's fair what, what did your dog think of the movie she slept through the whole thing okay boring. that's that's not a great that's not a thought great was, endorsement thought it was boring huh very boring yep well, Every once in a while, dog. I'll watch a movie with my cats, and they'll be fucking enthralled because there will be like creepy crawlies on screen or something like that. that they're trying to like stalk. She did get a little bit interested uh, when the grizzly bears made an appearance, but uh... oh, okay, yep, yeah. Uh, this is—I feel like this one does stand the test of time pretty well. Like even when it came out, no one took it seriously, and I don't think this is a movie to be taken seriously. Yeah, I, a freshwater alligator in a fucking New York lake. <laughs> uh, yes. And also the whole oh, that that brings up a great point. The lake name in this movie is not Lake Placid. This is not set in Lake Placid, which it is, is a real at, lake. It's so confusing. It is set at like it's like Lake Blackwood or something like that. And then there's like one random line where they're like, "We wanted to call it Lake Placid, but we couldn't because there was already a city called Lake Placid or something." <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking weird goddamn line. Uh, I'm very confused by this movie. But yeah. I love it. Kind of stinks. I can't recommend it. <laughs> really? There's I, like campier, more fun, stupid movies to watch than this one. What movie? Like okay, Deep so, Rising. Okay. Oh, okay. You I'll take prefer it. Deep Rising. I prefer Deep Rising. Yes. I'll take wow, it. I'll Angie take that all day. I'm fine. I get. I defer to Jack's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, how about yourself? Do you have uh, any uh, any lost yeah, views for fears? Movies? I've been I've been on a run of losing. It's kind of funny. We're dating ourselves. We're gonna get caught up here. We're just entering. We're hitting our stride, so to speak. I went to Canada. I haven't like even, yeah, I haven't over even a month begun ago. to peak. Over a month ago, I went to Canada. And you guys had a podcast, and it was on Scary Movie. And I lost because I wasn't here. Yes. I thought that was very unfair, let me just say. Mm. But because of that, I had to watch a movie of the patrons choosing that was Canadian. Uh, the winner of that was Backcountry. I was actually kind of stoked to watch this because it's popped up for almost forever on, on Netflix. Netflix yeah. And I've never <laughs> taken the leap because I'm like, I don't know, a survival horror, there's a bear. Guy being stalked by a bear. I know what's going to happen. Uh, Yeah, kind of that. I mean, this is a movie where a dude gets mauled by a bear and then his girlfriend has to try to survive in the backcountry by herself. Yep. Uh, what was I the don't name know. Of the, what was the name of the movie? The Grizzly Man. Yeah. Is it like Grizzly Man? Grizzly well, Man's like no. a documentary. Grizzly Man's a documentary, yeah. Okay. I Bear attack stuff really bothers me, and this movie actually does a pretty good job of keying on that. Is there a reason for that? Not really, outside of, I guess, if I had to try to land on one, it would be because I... Are you osophobic? Like, no, I don't think so. I like spending time in the outdoors, and if I were to be attacked and mauled by a grizzly, that's one of the most heinous ways to die I could think of. Yeah. Being eaten alive. It would suck. I saw The Revenant. That and was it horrifying. Happen. So, eh. But, I mean, really, this is just a... It's a survival horror movie that's extremely rooted in reality, and I would call it more of a thriller, but the circumstances are certainly horrifying. Decent performances, I'll say that. Okay. I don't know if I'd recommend it, though. It just it was not 
all that enthralling. How to was me. the pacing? Was it like uh, slow? Long? Okay, it was slow. Yeah, okay. there was a lot. There was a substantial part of the movie that was like post. They get lost. He gets mauled, and then she's just running from this bloodthirsty bear. Did ah. you guys? Did you guys ever see the movie The Edge? The rings like the late nineties. It's Alex so? Baldwin and uh, and Anthony Hopkins, I think, or I definitely think not. Hopkins. Nope. It rings a bell, but oh. It's not horror, it, but it's uh, if you're into bear attacks slash not into bear attacks and they scare you, then yeah, maybe I gave that one a go. Huh. Well, <laughs> maybe. Uh, I also, I, I lost, I think it was like the next fucking week from yeah. Rest Till Dawn, so yeah, I had to did. watch a vampire movie. You lost this one with me. Have you? Did you watch... Did you watch What We Do in the Shadows or not? Not yet. Nope. Cool. I won't talk about it. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that. at this Jesus. point, we've all individually talked about What We Do in the Shadows because I think we've all talked. I mean, about I've it. seen it. We've all seen recently. it and talked about it in this segment. Well, you're supposed. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm confused about how this is supposed to work then. How- I, I'm just making it up as I go along. Subsegment? Yeah. Should we hold on? Should we add another subsegment where one of us has watched a movie that we tied? Probably. Yeah, yeah. I'll come up with another it. sound effect also. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bow, I watched watch What We Do in the Shadows. I am caught up almost on the movies that I have lost. Uh, I Every time I watch this, I feel more and more like I don't need to go back and watch this again. I really appreciate the humor, but it's the type of humor that Fly to the Concords and then, then extends to this is is something that kind of grates on my nerves after a while. Sure. So I like it, and then I think it I loses mean, some momentum. Taika Waititi's funny. Like, yeah, yeah totally. No, I yeah. yes, agreed, but... I. In a feature-length film, I feel like it gets a little threadbare. So, did you see Thor Ragnarok? I have not seen that. Okay, Same I feel like thing. it will have a better home there. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know. I've seen it like four times now. I I could go, I could easily not see that movie again and be totally fine with it. And that's probably <laughs> that's... a hot take because a lot of people love that movie. <laughs> it's that's a good movie, funny. but we've also all seen it now at least twice within maybe a year, yeah. maybe eighteen months. It's probably yeah, too much. So, <laughs> thanks for thanks for voting on that one, <laughs> patrons. I, that's it. That's all I got for this segment. I'm sure it was r- really rousing for the listener. Yeah, I don't have any other uh, Lost Beers I'm for shocked. Fears movies to talk about. <laughs> Do you have any other Beers for Fears movies to talk about? No, but I have Fun. a book. Okay. You, I mean, okay. It's time to talk about what's been rocking our horror worlds proper. Now we have to reverse the sound effect to come back into the main segment. That's going to sound works. weird when Tears for Fears are in reverse. <laughs> I think there's some satanic messaging. Hail <laughs> um, Satan. Jake, you famously recommended to me a book yeah, by I the did. name of A Head Full of Ghosts. I sure did. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> Mark's glowering this at me. This is a great running bit. I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite joke that we make. Uh, yeah, Paul Tremblay book. Uh, Mark recommended this book to me a long time ago. I have a Finally question. Read it. Did you legitimately yes, think Jake recommended this to you last time we talked about this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Yep, when we were at my <laughs> sister-in-law's house. Yeah, I've been a recommending hero. this book to you for a, over a year now. <laughs> zero respect. <laughs> There's zero respect there. Uh, look, this book is really, really, really good. Uh, really fucking enjoyed this book. Yeah. Now, I have a question, Mark. I think I remember Mark saying something about the middle getting a little bit slow. Is that wrong? Oh, that I, I, I don't part? know if you're asking Jack or myself. Yes, my take. So it kind of comes in phases. I thought the first three chapters were pretty chilling. And then it kind of hits its stride with like the what the book is like the you know the chunk like the meat of the narrative is kind of like it plugs along but there's not really anything like scary scary and then the end is uh, it goes in a way that I was not expecting it to go Jack you can chime in here if you were expecting it or not but like 
Yeah, it, it, it changed. It changed yeah, a lot. Yeah, it, it did. It, it took a twist. I don't want to spoil anything at all. Um, I, I, I don't know if I agree that it was a little slow in the middle. I, I liked the entirety of it. Okay, cool. It's written in this kind of interesting structure where it's half uh, from the perspective of, like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, this thing that happened, and then half written from the perspective of a blogger writing about a campy TV show that was made about this thing that happened uh, in the modern day. You know what's kind of funny that I'm realizing, like, right now? If found footage were a book, it would be this. I mean, kind of. (laughs) Spoilers. This this book heavily featured... I mean, so to get a little bit into this isn't spoilery at all but like the family that this book centers on is featured on a television show as part of the narrative and it's like someone going back through the archives and rewatching the television show um so i'm realizing right now that the the synergy of my love for uh, found footage movies probably works to, to the book's favor but yeah. Mark, there are a lot of old school found footage books like Dracula's fucking all the collection of notes. Oh, of and like found manuscript or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's what a lot of Lovecraft is, isn't it? Uh, some of it, yeah. It's just like research notes and stuff, journals. But uh, anyway, uh, so the <laughs> the blog parts of it, right? The parts that are written from the the this blog are he does a good job of like writing a blog I don't particularly want to read because it's like overwritten like a lot of blogs are. Yep. Um, and a lot of the book is in that style. So that kind of graded on me a little bit, but I think it's well worth it. It's still a very good book. I enjoyed it. And I don't want to talk more about all the other things I especially liked about it. Cause that'll get a little spoilery. And this is one that it's important to not be spoiled on. Correct. I'll say one thing, which is that I don't read a lot of books. Jack, you are surprisingly literate based on your opinions, but, um, <laughs> I I like I I think I'm on my third book of the year right now. I'm actually reading um, The Haunting of Hill House, so stay tuned for that one later. But um, I don't read a lot of books, and this one I cruised through in like under a month. So if you're out there thinking that this is probably like you're not a book person, you could totally dive into this one. It's written really really well, and just in the sense that it's like easy to get into and just plug off twenty pages without realizing what's happening. It's a page turner for sure. Yeah, I I need to do that. Yeah. That's this is exactly why I have I have trouble reading because I have trouble staying engaged. Yeah, like it takes all of two pages to lose me completely. Yeah, it's a real knife's edge. <laughs> well, so. and preview for what I say about Haunting of Hill House here in the future, but that one's dense. That is not a page turner. <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. this one. It is not a page. I read about two pages a night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the book. currently struggling through Devil in the White City. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I can wholeheartedly recommend this book. It is uh, not without its flaws, but they are minuscule compared to how good a book it is. Say it one more time. What's the name and author? A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay. And who recommended that to you? Jake recommended it to me. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) Jake, who hasn't read it and probably won't read it. Uh, If if you do want it, I have it. But I also heard that this makes a very good audio book. There's a woman who who reads it, and I think it's supposed to be excellent. I I didn't listen to it on audio book, but might be a candidate for that. Cool. All right. Fun. That's all I've got. That's all that's been rocking so my whole world. riveting. Yep. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Can I go next? Because I know what's happening on Mark's side of the Please fence. Please do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, yeah. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, I have two. Uh, first of which is Shudder. Let's go there for a second. They have been turning out, I would say, an increasingly robust set of exclusives. And I checked one out called Witch in the Window. If anyone's been on Shudder lately, they've been plugging it pretty hard because i think that it, i'm assuming from an economic standpoint 
they have to do some legwork to get these movies to be exclusives, whether it's for a period of time or, you know, short or long, whatever. Uh, this movie was much better than I was expecting, and it wasn't until afterwards that I saw that this was made by the same guy that did We Go On, which is another Shutter exclusive from, I don't know, probably, fuck, like I saw this two years ago. Oh, I just heard a really good endorsement of We Go On earlier I liked th- I liked that movie quite a bit, actually. Oh, it's, you've seen it already. Yeah, I have. Yeah, and it's on Shutter still, I believe. I don't remember. He was just saying he watched it two years ago. It's 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 a couple years old, Mark. Okay. Um. Cool. Yeah, it was some time ago that I saw that, but it had it was chilling. I wouldn't say it was like a mile a minute thriller, but it it had some moments for sure, and I thought that overall the arc was good. This one is similar, and I thought that it, after seeing that it was the same guy, I totally understood the way in which the scares were staged, and there were a robust amount of them in this movie. I thought that it was pretty well done. Also, it's like, I don't know, it's been a few weeks since I saw it, but this movie is like 75 minutes, and I feel like that's being on the high end. Wow. It's not long. I feel like I've been looking at a few movies lately that are in the 60 to 70 minute range. It might be like a new trend. I love down. Things don't need to be like, lengths we think of as yeah. a movie or TV show. Like. I agree. Uh, I would say, so this one is definitely indie. The acting is, uh, but it's worth a watch. Okay. I would recommend this. I would also, I would recommend We Go On more, though. So if you're going to check out one, I, eh, watch We Go On first, and then watch We Go On. So wait, hold on. These are, only, so. these are only related because they're both Shutter exclusives, or is it I the believe same director? Or same, like, what you same, di- uh, same director. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, <laughs> other one, sticking with the theme of movies being short. I saw this one. I'm trying to get through movies that are on some lists of things you should watch coming out this year. I Trapped the Devil. Hey, I watched it too. Yeah, so I have a question for you, Mark. Let's tag team this son of a bitch. Okay. Because it's my last thing to talk about, and we'll lead into you. Mm-hmm. When we talked about this, I think it was on HRR, one of the things that we equated it to, I think it was in name alone, was- Because we didn't have a trailer when this one came out. Yeah. We summoned a demon. We were like, oh shit, there's no trailer. The name is somewhat similar. I hope it's like that. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that it's at all. It's not that. This movie is pretty fucking- It plays it pretty seriously. No, you know wow. what this movie is basically, in my mind, very, very reminiscent of? I have is, an idea. Let Tell me. Uh, It's Pod. By Mickey Keating. That well, one. I I can understand that. Yeah. Let's not go into spoilers. Yeah. I can understand very, that. Very, very similar vibes where regardless, I mean, we're not going to get into spoilers or anything like that, but like the basic premise is there may or may not be something in the basement and there is family members trying to figure out whether or not there is something in the basement and one of them, like the, the whatever, the, the mental mentally ill brother is trying to convince them that in pot it's an alien and this it's, a, the, you know, the devil or The whatever. devil. So yeah, is a lot that like real pod. or is that not happening? <laughs> I mean, this movie for me like redefined the words slow burn, the words slow burn. This is this is one of the slowest burn movies I've seen in a but long time. But okay, so he, here's the question though, did it still burn? Y- yes. I I mean I agree. I had I had points where I was questioning that exact thing cuz I totally agree. But I think coming out the other end it still had burn. It's not a no burn, but you have to be ready to sit down. It's not overly long. I think this one's also in the 70-ish minute range. But you have to be willing to sit down and just let this thing come at you. The psychological yes. elements are heavy enough, and I think that that's good. But it is not going to thrill you at any point. Correct. Really, during this movie. Uh, is it a recommend? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I it No, is. It, is, it is a recommend, but you have to be in the right headspace. This movie's like 95% atmosphere and 5% burn. Yeah. 
I'm actually feeling it's funny. I wasn't thinking about these two movies that I had to discuss this week when I had watched them because it's been quite a while since we've talked about them. But I feel very similarly. I, I don't think maybe you disagree, Mark. I don't know. I, I don't feel like the acting was all that astounding in this movie either. No, it was, but it, it was it, fine. Uh, it the, stood on its own merits. The I'll writing say, was pretty good. I'll say this. The actors, inconsistent. They had their scenes, but there were also times where it was like pretty kind of threadbare. Uh, the voice acting, there is a prominent voice acting role in this one. I liked a lot. Uh, Sure. Yes, actually, I would agree with that. Okay. Especially, yeah. there's a particular sequence near the end where I think that the voice actor does a, a very strong job. Yeah. Um. So know. this is Whatever. I Trapped the Devil. You can see it on Hulu. Uh. Side note, I t- finally figured out how to fucking f- filter movies by horror genre on Hulu. It uh, is not easy. <laughs> write a tutorial and then take a picture of it and we'll tweet it. Okay. Yeah. Uh. It's it's a chore. It probably takes at least. I mean, I, I'm doing it on my TV, so I have to use the Roku remote. But it's like there's probably at least 35 clicks in order to get to just the horror genre. <laughs> It's That's horrible. what we call yeah. bad user experience. <laughs> the Hulu app is terrible in many aspects. And it it's still, Hulu. I've watched so many horror movies and horror television shows on Hulu at this point, and it still recommends rom-coms to me as the most top, most recommended thing. <laughs> Brutal. All right, Mark, oh, what do you shit. got? Yeah, um, let's get your goddamn gargantuan list. Hey, while we're talking about Shutter exclusives uh, two movies ago, I have another okay. Shutter exclusive uh, that I wanted to bring cool. up, which is Boar. Oh, Boar. shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this was recommended to one of us by one of our patrons. Uh, listeners, if you're out there listening, wondering whether or not you should become a patron, we will listen to you if you tell us to list, watch basically any movie that is even remotely acceptable and not 12 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is also on frequently on the lists of the 2019 movies you should probably watch for horror-wise type stuff. Um, this is... It's actually very similar to Lake Placid in a certain way. It, I mean, it's the Uh-oh. midsummer no. creature feature. You, see, there are shots where you see the world through the eyes of the titular boar. Well, obviously, you need that, right? Exactly. So, I mean, this isn't a movie that like demands to be taken seriously. This is just pure, like, this is just pure entertainment. That's what they're going for, right? They're not really trying to keep you on the edge of your seat or anything like that. It's just a giant, diseased, man-eating boar coming after people. And what do you do when you have a giant monster that is trying to eat people? You cast a world strongman champion slash one of the largest humans I've ever seen in my life in order to yep. fight it. <laughs> yep. Uh, Hell yeah. And that's what they did in this one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you get <laughs> the it's not good. I'm not going to endorse this movie as like a, a tour de force that's going to win Oscars or anything like that. But like I had fun. I, I had have a lot question. Of fun. I have a question. Is I, there a scene where said world strongman type actor mountain of a man picks up said boar like the Atlas stone and carries it to a cliff and then drops it off the cliff? No, it's much more evenly matched than that. Uh, so the Damn. the guy is Nathan Jones, if you want to look him up, and he's like he's a mountain of a human. Um, and there's also a scene where he sings "Ice Ice Baby" directly into the camera. So I, I feel like that Whoa. is in and of itself. <laughs> Whoa, hold on, time, time out. You're blown by something. This is important. Ought not be blown by. Yeah. Mark. Okay. Uh, fourth wall breaking. Ice Ice Baby. Mm-hmm. Woof. Yeah. No, 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 no not woof. Movie. That's not a woof. That's a yay. I, it sounds like a wolf. Okay. I, but I, okay, so what I'm saying is that's on brand for what I feel like the rest of this movie basically is. 
Wowzers. Yeah. Uh, this is a recommendation from me, from Mark. You know what I recommend, so I feel like that should probably be taken with a grain of salt. But I Let me did... ask you this. Okay. How are the effects on the giant boar? Oh, uh, yeah. Actually, thanks for asking that because I hadn't brought that up yet. <laughs> this movie is shockingly less CG than I thought it was going to be. Awesome. There's a lot okay, of really cool that's... practical puppetry stuff. Yeah, I'm back in. Okay, yeah. Uh, it is only available on Shutter right now, so there you go. You, I mean, you can probably like rent it, like pay. Did you say you watched it on Hulu? No, this is Shutter. Hulu oh. was um the other one. The yeah, I thought you segued by saying speaking of movies I watched on Hulu. No, I started. The, you, <sighs> history will venerate me, Jack. <laughs> what really does vindicate? Vindicate was the word I was looking yeah, for. Venerate. Venerate. <laughs> I mean, also maybe, but. It's a different uh, thing. Boar is available on Shutter, not on uh, Amazon. Although, I mean, you can always get Shutter through Amazon. So, okay, Mark, I'm going to need you to power through the rest of your Hulu. goddamn list. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about all of them. Um, I I would like to talk about Under the Silver Lake. Have you guys tell heard me, about this? Tell me what no. this movie is. I believe this was listed under horror-ish, which was appropriate for us to do. Um, maybe like. March, April, something like that. It came out a while ago. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because it's from the same writer-director as um, It Follows, which is uh, David Robert Mitchell. So this is less horror, significantly less horror than It Follows, um, and more around... It's kind of like a... It's a missing person's case, like a thriller thing that happens in Hollywood. It stars Andrew Garfield. There's actually a really phenomenal cast. It's Ricky. It's Andrew Garfield, Ricky Lindholm, Topher Grace, Jimmy Simpson, Patrick Fisher is in it. Um it has a wow. definitively Alfred Hitchcock vibe. If you want like someone channeling Alfred Hitchcock in modern day, watch this movie. It's not scary. It's not really, I mean, even a horror movie. It's basically just straight up thriller. Um, but it does talk about paranoia. It does breach into voyeurism. It has great soundtrack. Um, this is a good change of pace movie that I'm just going to throw out there. I, I got this one through the mail, but I do believe it's available on Prime. Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, then it's just it's just out there for you to watch. Sweet. The last one I want to talk about this week is The Perfection. One of you has already seen this, and I can't remember which one of you it is. Uh, seen it's, the... it's me. Oh, okay. Jack, I thought you'd seen it, too. Have I both have. of you seen this? Oh, both of you have seen this. I'm the last you one. You haven't talked about it? I think I have. You haven't talked about it. I think I have. Tell You've me, been gone find, a couple of weeks. Find the podcast. You... <laughs> Find one, it. you don't listen to the podcast, yeah, and two, you haven't been you on a find few it. of them. Prove, fuck you. Prove me wrong. No, fuck you. I don't have to do that. I, yeah, I think I think the case, the thing here is that Jack doesn't take notes on the things he talks about. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I think I don't know whatever. Uh, so Burger I guess I'm proof is on you, Jack. It is not. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm the last one to come to this party. Then I guess it, uh, I watched The Perfection, which is available on Netflix. This is the Allison Williams movie that's set in China. It also stars Logan Browning as the two cello players that are. What well, I we're not going to spoil it. Um, <laughs> I don't do have things. I don't have a whole <laughs> lot to happens. Stuff happens, yes. Um, Horror I, ensues. Yeah. Go watch this. It's Cray. <laughs> this is definitely, I mean, definitively, this is in my top three movies of the year so far. It's going to take a pretty substantial effort to knock this one out. It's so good. I loved this. All of that aside, great soundtrack. Holy shit, oh, I love yeah. the soundtrack <laughs> of this movie. Yeah. Allison Williams' performance is stunning in this movie. Logan Browning's performance is it's stunning. Also very good. They're both so good. 
They're both I, so good. Yeah, yeah, they are both so good. Yeah. Uh, I threw this one on because I knew it had been, like, talked up a little bit in, like, typical horror movies. I was like, whatever, I gotta just throw it on there. And then I was fucking mesmerized for 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's kind of a flooring movie. It's, I, I really enjoyed it. It's impeccable. Like, truly. Yep. Uh, cannot be pecked. <laughs> that's what I got that's been rocking my horror world. That's what I got so far. Oh, my God. We've been talking for 30 fucking minutes. We don't have to go to the it. feature presentation, especially on that pun. So don't try. Jesus. <laughs> Is that a pun? That's That's not a pun. It's just a word. I think it's a pun. I think you're hungover. It's not a pun! Both can be true. Over at Agency Horror this week, we watched 20-06's Wreck, uh, which was a Jake pick, right? Jake, you picked this? I did. Yeah. I did, I did, I did. Uh, well, you are the zombie guy, so that checks out. Oh, fun. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> um, and this is the the original version of the, uh, I think the American remake is called Quarantine. That's the name. Yeah. I liked Quarantine. Now, I think it's important to get this out of the way right up front. None of us were able to find a subtitled version of this movie. Which I did is a, weird. I did a deep dive. You, you can you can buy like the you can buy it, and I think you get the subtitled version. But if you are renting this from anywhere, Amazon, Google, YouTube, wherever, it's you get the you get the <laughs> you get the dubbed version that we're going to talk about at length. When I just like to okay so. Can we do a little? Can we do this out of order, please? Please, yes. we've all Go seen this sure. movie, correct? We have we, all, yeah. seen, we've this all seen this movie. We've all seen the subtitled version of this movie, and yes. I did not know about a dubbed version. Me neither. And now, for whatever reason, that is the version. Yeah, because I took Mark's thing one step further. Mark, you said all the places you tried to watch it. I ended up renting it from Fandango Now, which I didn't know existed. Okay. No, yeah, that's a that's another Just one. Just yeah. like it uh, was that like a fucking hail mary. Yeah, maybe yeah. this one's not dub- dubbed poorly. What ha- why? I don't know. What the hell, man? It's insane. We watched the dub version this time. Yep. It'll creep into what we talk about, but we all know what the non-dub version is <laughs> like, okay? It will, it will creep in. We're, we'll I barely touch do on more it. Than creep. Don't worry about it. I want to talk about this movie knowing what the non-dub version is like. I can't well. anymore. I can. Okay? <laughs> I, I might be able to. <laughs> We're going to run the gambit. But, Jake, you picked this movie, and you know what that means. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. You're going to have to answer with a 30-second plot synopsis. That clock's going to start when you start. Angela is a journalist and, I guess, newscaster in Spain, Barcelona. She has one of those day-in-the-life type shows. They go cover some firemen, and while that's happening, the firemen get called to an apartment building, and they get to go on a ride-along. They get there. This woman's going fucking bananas on somebody. They get a police officer up there. She bites him. They go back downstairs to try to get this guy some help. Find they're being quarantined. Horror ensues, and as people come in to try to tell them what to do, you find out that there is an outbreak of some sort of zombie-type thing. People get killed. Time. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> you it's were been a long time going with a this. real leisurely pace. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't done this in I like I'm trying to think back. It's probably been like almost two months. Wow. Because I've been gone. Well, you're clearly rusty. Since yeah. you've been gone. I was actually I was actually only like five seconds from the end, but from the end of the I mean that's I like a sixth, it. right? That, I mean that's like sixteen percent error. That's a lot. Whatever, Mark. Last time we had to give you like an extra fucking thirty seconds. But that was because Deep Rising is an onion. Okay, we talked about that at length. <laughs> I can't. Uh, we have can to. I, can I can't. finish? Can yes, I finish? please do. Okay. There, she and her cameraman are the only two left. They go to the penthouse. There is heinous shit up there. It takes a weird turn towards possession, and they both get killed too. Yep. I don't think it does take a turn towards possession. Uh, we'll get tur- there. Takes a turn towards the surreal. Barely. Ah. Uh, uh, it doesn't take a turn toward the swim. Really? I don't know. We'll, just to, we'll get there. We'll, yeah, we'll really? Put a pin in it. Put a pin 
in really? it. Hey, Jake. There's a phase change in this movie. Yeah. What in the fuck subgenre of horror does this movie fit into? Found footage. Yep. Zombie. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those two things. Yeah, those two. Foreign. Foreign, Foreign is the oh, other one. Oh, shit. Uh, I have a question. Yes, sir. Uh, while I was gone one time, this is proof that I listened to the podcast, Jack. While you were gone. <laughs> you guys added something to the list that's called setting-based horror. We sure yes. did. Yeah, well, Mark I would did. Argue I, that this, I would argue that this fits that. No. I would okay. argue that this so, fits that. So the idea behind setting-based horror is that if you strip literally all of the narrative out, just the location they're filming in is itself scary. Yes. This is a big apartment building. They're yes. filming in an apartment building, dude. That's not Are you scary. afraid of apartment buildings? Uh, th- th- I'm afraid of this apartment well, building. Because it's full no, of zombies. No, no, because, no, yeah, no, no, it's full no, of zombies no, no. and because it's being no, no. quarantined. There's this like, is, no. I, this is I, not setting horror. I argue, I will argue this. I will die on this hill. This this is a fucking creepy apartment building with the atrium. And you. I don't like big atriums. And then there's like this mythical penthouse up top. This is a really stupid it's, phobia. And I don't believe it's you. Not this a is phobia. a stupid hill there's to a difference. On. There's a difference between a phobia and a thing that is scary. And I think that this apartment building, if I was in there by myself at night, that would be creepy. Regardless of That's whether there's zombies. That's not what setting-based horror the, is. The Jake, only, we invented the what setting-based horror is. The only avenue that I would grant you for this one would be the attic of the apartment building. Which, I mean, attics are fundamentally creepy. The whole penthouse? Oh, okay. So, so at least I mean, if you want to go that horror. avenue, fine. But also, like, the the, the idea there is more along the lines of, like, the descent, or as above, so below, or 47 meters down, the that type of stuff. Where it, like, what, was the, what, what was the podcast where you added setting-based horror? Devil. Devil. I've, elevators. I'm afraid of elevators, elevator. dude. I do not like I bet elevators. there's an elevator in this, and they didn't take it. There probably isn't. There probably there might be. There might have been a dumb waiter at best. Dumb waiters are creepy as shit. Dumb, dumb waiters, waiters are, are creepy, creepy as shit. And yeah, if you're so, ever trapped, but there in wasn't one in the movie. So the thing, so there the wasn't thing that was setting based no, horror, the thing that was setting based horror is probably in this one. I'm not doing this. Oh, I'm not doing this. This is setting based horror, listener. Okay, I think we should talk about this before we get into what the movie does right because we got to suss this out. What? Do why do you think the ending of this is supernatural? See, I think this is a really interesting conversation, actually, because yeah. they set it well, up to be like, okay, so you, you kind of have two options. Either this is a, like, demonic, contagious demonic possession, <laughs> or this is a, I mean, just to draw from what Quarantine ended up doing with this, a, like, weird disease, like rabies that is contagious between people but it is interpreted through someone who's from the vatican thinking that it is a possession thing both of those are fundamentally interesting and i have not seen rec two three four five i don't know how many there are that's part of it too that's part of it too because of the direction that it goes i didn't see anything beyond there's a vatican connection right yeah yes and the the scientist who isolates the enzyme, which we're going to get into that Whoa. later, but uh, the yeah. scientist who isolates the enzyme happens to also be a priest. But beyond mm-hmm. that, it's mm-hmm. I didn't. Why did you think it's like a contagious uh, devil or well, whatever? Well, part of it is like just the for, like knowing where they take this, which is relatively unfair. If we're talking about the first movie in a series, they and we're we setting are. it up for the sequels, right? Okay. Uh, and it's just like a change right at the end. Like this is zombies, and then there's that little morsel. But also, you got like a Javier Botet crazy. Like Blair Witch, you have a Blair Witch yeah. in the background. It's like eighteen feet tall and weighs ten pounds. Like that's not so of this world. So. I think what do you that mean is. It's I think. Feet hold tall. on. I think that is the best evidence of this being supernatural and not some type of viral infection thing. That's Supposedly, not a human. Based on yeah, based on the like 
descriptions within the movie, she has been whatever her name is the the missing the the missing Some, possessed girl. Something she's Madeira's, been up there yeah. for multiple months, not being fed and not being given water, and she's still alive and very clearly like emaciated and still driven to kill. So. If there's, I mean, that is pretty substantial evidence that this is a supernatural, and is also type significantly thing. taller than like Dikembe Mutombo. I did not notice her being that tall. She was quite tall. I did not think it was. That was this the case. was not just a case of like this is an emaciated girl, especially because he's talking about a girl. This person well, is no, no. I think I think the articles make it clear that the Vatican's been watching her for a while, for a long time. Yeah. Okay, so even an adult woman. Yeah. That's not what this is. But but then also, but they make it a point to show you that she's not actually isolated up there, right? There's a little kid up in the attic, so why? it's like not sealed Side up. No- That's going to come up in nitpicks, but yeah. yeah. Why? So, Which why? Yeah. So what I mean is it's not necessarily supernatural, right? She could have been getting food and water from this little boy crawling I, around the attic. I don't think that people. it's necessarily supernatural. Okay, I think I that there is something that is definitely taking you there, though. And I, I, make I, I, I just add it, okay. which is kind of... Eh. And again, not fair to... Ascribe this to the to the first one, but I, mean, I do think that's where they go. Oh, in it the absolutely third is. And fourth yeah. movies, yeah, it inarguably is. Is religious supernatural shit? Yeah, they so, they were like, oh, we have something. Let's spit let's it go off. With it. Fuck it. Why yeah. not? Yeah. All right. Jesus, we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, Jake, what does this movie do right? The setting. <laughs> I, dude, I'm gonna die on that hill. The setting. I think. Oh, let me. Let me. Let me. Get Side note: This is literally you. does right. First bullet point: setting for me as well. I agree. It's okay. But- I will spin this. I'll get more specific, so you guys will actually. I mean, obviously, Mark agrees with me, but you guys don't agree with the high level. Whatever. You don't find apartment buildings creepy. Yeah, I do. It's weird. You're living so close world. to other people, and they do weird shit in their. Okay. Anyway. We are seeing some truly distressing psychological symptoms from Jake. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. This is oh, break God. that down as you'd like. <laughs> Let just do it off air. Never okay? live in a big city, Jake. Oh, That's my God. recommendation to you. Yeah. Fuck. The apartment building is, like, the perfect vessel for which to deliver horror in this movie. I love it on so many different levels, and let me go into a couple of them. First, sonically. Like, the audio in this is tremendous. It's really, really good. Uh, There's this cavernous atrium. The non-dubbed audio. (laughs) I'm talking about, like, the diegetic just noise of, like, what is happening around people as... Things get more fucked up. Even at the start, it's creepy, but then it gets intense. You hear things via this really tall chasm that is the atrium that disorients you, but it's, like, so terrifying to hear the wails of these undead motherfuckers that could be coming from above, below. Like, it's just a din around you. It's I think very, that's really It's cool. very uh, reminiscent of When the Levy Breaks, the drum in that, the drums in When the Levy Breaks. <laughs> Where they just put him in a stone fucking stairwell. And they basically like, put him in this apartment building and then yeah. recorded him from three floors away. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, no, um, I mean, specifically to pile on your point a little bit, the gunshots that are in the hallway of the, when he shoots the lady, I think he shoots the old lady. Um, yeah, he does. A couple times. And it's like, you, it, it it is reminiscent of me to me from the uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane shots that you hear in that. That's just like that kind of like really, really loud echoey sound and then just silence. And it's like yeah. it has this great, great just timbre to it that I love. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. I was taken out of it a little bit by them not applying those same sound effects to the dubbed voices. When people are <laughs> screaming through the dub. The dubbing, can we just not, yes, but let's this not is, talk about dubbing. We're going to okay. nix the dub. Nix the dub until it does wrong, because it's definitely what it does wrong. But it, but it actively took away from the cool sound in the other aspects, because when they're screaming down the staircase, 
the dubbed voices don't have the same echo that they should. I hear you. I'm However, talking about, to I'm the, talking to about the Rex. subbed, not dubbed version, the subbed yeah. version sounds fine in that regard. They do the mixing yeah. pretty well, the sound mixing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, secondly, the other big one that I want to talk about with the setting is from the perspective of how the movie progresses and cutting off resources, something that I, you famously champion, Jack, this is awesome because you have the verticality of how this apartment building is structured, which is somewhat obvious, but at the same time, it's a great mechanism as, I mean, early in the movie, they're using it as a roll call, but it also kind of Chekhov's apartments, that later scene. And then when you get to the final third and things are going absolutely haywire, having no safe spot and death both above and below, it's really creepy. I mean, it's both claustrophobic, but then also immense vertically. Yeah. Which is just crazy. It's awesome. I don't know. It really gets to me. Yeah. That's why I was arguing for setting-based horror, but apparently well, no one else cares. Well, and I mean, part of that is what I would say is one of the best standalone jump scares of this generation of horror movies, which is the guy falling Love from it. whatever, the fourth floor. I don't. You don't actually see him fall. You see him land. Just bang. And like just yeah. in the background, the splat, the that And it's quiet and calm. Well, yeah. And, that's, uh, and that, I think that's actually the perfect encapsulation because that hits on the both the audio and then the setting itself because- it's both, it's crazy, it's both claustrophobic, and then you feel very exposed. Yeah, no, absolutely. And those are two weird things to meld, but they do it almost perfectly. It's also cool because it's such a weird building, right? It's not just an apartment building. There's also a doctor's office in it, or a vet's office in it, or something. And it's, a textile factory, it's, or something. See, those, to- those fucking apartment <laughs> buildings, they're also doctor's offices and textile factories. All of those, yeah, that, that that old chestnut. That chestnut. <laughs> Classic trope. Yeah. I wish they got a little more original with it, frankly. Yes. One other thing while we're on the subject that I think this movie does really well vis-a-vis the setting is it's a great way, just from a writing standpoint, to combine a bunch of different, like, basically strangers. A few of these people are familiar with their neighbors or whatever, but, like, you have so many different groups happening that are, like, all trying to figure out in their own way what is going on, but you have, like... The, the weird flamboyant bachelor guy. You have the Chinese family. You have the mother with her sick daughter. You have the doctor. You have the fireman. You have the police. You have the protagonists who are just along for the ride, Angela and Pablo. And then you eventually get, like, the, the CDC people, whatever the fuck they're called from Spain, but, yeah. like, the guy in the hazmat suit. Yeah. yeah and all, awesome. of those, all of those individual groups combine to be all, like, we're trying to figure each other out. And it's just, like, since we are basically viewing this through the Angela and Pablo lens, like they are the audience surrogate in this movie. It's so disorienting and confusing that that plays really, really well. And it still makes sense within world to be set in this gigantic apartment complex. Yeah. Can I mention one more thing about the apartment? I don't know if you had anything to add to that, Jack, but Uh, I mean, I just want to mark. Yes. And I think a reason they do is just because they never show you the outside. Right. Every time yeah. even they look towards the outside, there's a really bright light or just blackness. You never see outside this apartment building. Yeah. Just yeah. The only other thing that I wanted to add, and I feel like it's because this is the only time it'll fit, is this is just one of those IMDB trivia type things, but I think it's super applicable here. This was not they didn't build any sets here. They just mm-hmm. this was an apartment building. Yeah. And that pays dividends. Like when you can just do something in a realistic setting, it's going to feel more realistic inherently. Right. Like you can still fuck it up, but if you if you are a good filmmaker, which clearly that's the case here, you can use that really, really well, and that's what ends up shining through. It's, yeah, it's, like, it's it, like world building or judicious lack thereof. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it feels real because it is real, is the yeah, barest exactly. bones. If you, yeah, yeah, if you shoot in a real place, then you don't have to do the legwork to like 
create this. You don't have to be the dungeon master. It's just already there for you. Just shoot and, like normal. Yeah, and not to get too businessy with it, but you can still keep it relatively low budget, which this obviously was, because you're shooting in basically one location. Right. It's kind of the opposite of the problem I often have with nautical movies, where it's just like, this is just a series of sound stages. There's yeah. no real sense of place when they go from one room to another, because they're all just unconnected sound stages. This is the precise opposite. They're actually going down hallways, and it feels like they are, you can like figure out the layout of this building from them running through it which ostensibly is cool. this is still a real apartment building how would you feel if you lived here if you could watch this movie and be like oh yeah that's the hallway where they killed somebody oh, that would I, be awesome i know <laughs> i mean jake wouldn't live there because he's afraid of apartment buildings but <laughs> i don't know if i'd like that one man uh yeah no he's apartmentophobic <laughs> i'm not phobic i just don't like it it's setting based horror. go away the people mark they're unclean I give it two weeks before Jake's shaving himself fully from head to toe. He's <laughs> just bathing himself in hand sanitizer. Yeah, smelling exactly. like peaches. The hair. I've already covered everything in my house in plastic. <laughs> we had to get a dog. I mean, Jesus. how could I leave it uncovered? You're like an Italian grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> two million. This movie took two million dollars to make. Pretty good. Pretty good use of two million. Yeah. Do you have what it grossed in front of you? Because I thirty two point five. That's a good return. Sixteen X. That's yeah. Found found footage works, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Holy well, shit. It's done well. Turns out we should all invest in that always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else the movie do right? I love the turn that it's... so this movie goes through a lot of phases. The first one is obviously the uh, shut up, Jake. I didn't mean, even mean to do that. God damn it. He's holding up an entirely different beer. I've already also, drank the by phase the way. change. It was delicious. <laughs> So the first one you have is the introduction to Pablo and Angela, and they're like, what, what's the name of their show, After Dark or While You Were Sleeping or something while, like that? Well, I think it was While You Were Asleep. While I was watching you sleep. You, oh, yes, that's it. <laughs> yep, got it. I think it was While You Were Asleep. I don't know. While You Were Asleep. I think While You Were Sleeping was like a nineteen late 90s rom-com. Anyways, about a guy in a coma and someone fell in love with her. I don't know. Uh, Wait, a guy in a coma and someone fell in love with her? While is, You I, Were Sleeping. Pretty well. While You Were Sleeping. Yeah, while you were sleeping is about it. Never mind. Um, so you have the initial introduction of like them meeting the firefighters or whatever, and then you have them trying to like getting to the um, place and being quarantined and all that like actual horror happening. And then like the last phase, which is the one that I love, and also I feel like they translated it really well in quarantine as well. That's like them getting to the attic. Just the 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 two that you start the movie with, they're the only ones left, and they get into the attic and they suddenly realize like the breadth of the horror that they're actually facing. It, it's not just crazy people, but now there's like this whole other level to it. And there's like the weird yarn wall of all the shit going on. You got crucifixes on the walls. You got the tape deck that has these like recordings of exorcisms and shit in I'm, it. Yeah. I didn't I, like that tape deck. You know what I, I love the, the weird chicane that this thing hits. Yeah, me too. You know what it kind of is? It's a, an, it's an extended version of, when you get to the cabin in the Blair Witch Project. Yeah. Because yeah, it's yeah, that yeah, release, yeah. but yep, then totally. you're like, this is way weirder and way it's worse. So much worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there is no turning back. Yeah. Um, and going along with that, I mean, this this is a movie, Mark, like you said, that layers the horror, right? Because you also are just horrified by being trapped in a fucking building by the government. And then yep. it's also everything else that's happening. It's also just a scary fucking movie. Sure. This is a frenetic, scary movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and the final third in particular is balls to the wall. Yeah. And, and it's, it's. I mean, I'm talking like a solid 20 minutes. And I'm Is that how long they're in the attic? 
No, but like, or is that the, when they're starting to get chased? That's when, when that's when it like outbreaks. It's like from the doctor's apart from the doctor's office onward. I, think. I was checking it. the The point, the turning point that I took was when they were down to three. Her, Pablo, and whatever that bald firefighter was started going back up. Right, but they were. Totally. They leave the doctor's office. It's yeah. when it, that's when it really started to hit with like there is bad things. There are bad things below you and above you. It's basically like when the jump scare, jump scare air quotes happens, where the camera turns and like the woman who'd kind of gotten eaten when she was handcuffed is standing there. That point, that's on a cool scene. Is the final third? Yeah, and that's like a solid twenty plus minutes, which is a long time. This is a short hours. movie. Yes, it's it like is. what an hour twenty six. It doesn't like, let itself drag much, yeah. but we'll get to a few things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, all that's what it does right. Do we have anything else? I do not. I think we covered it. Okay, moving on to Does Metal. What do we got for Does Metal? So the only thing I had here, uh, which we've already kind of touched on, was the differentiation between this and quarantine, which is the strange use of religion. I it's 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 nice, and obviously this one did it first, so I'm not going to like cast any uh, issues with it choosing where to go, but like. If I'm going to choose between which one I believe more and I think it makes more sense between this and quarantine, I'm going to choose quarantine. Because yeah. quarantine, so I haven't seen quarantine because I've been like. Uh, oh, seriously? I've, I've okay. kind of been purist about we got, this. We're going to put that on the list. I've kind of been purist uh, about I'll this. Say, I've been I'll like, you this. don't need this fucking remake. Like, I don't need I saw, an Americanized version of this. I saw quarantine first. And what I realized, what I learned earlier today or yesterday, whenever I was reading the trivia page, they didn't actually even release Wreck widely apparently in america until after quarantine, after quarantine. so i saw quarantine first thought it was amazing which i yeah. still agree that it is um and then then put this one out so i don't okay well that's lead- bad about not seeing wreck until long huh. afterward that'll lead to an interesting conversation that i don't want to have yet but yeah yeah i completely agree mark i almost just put the whole like writing of the ending of this movie in does wrong because of how stupid everything is it's like and so much stuff just crammed together that felt like they couldn't figure out a way to write it cleanly you're putting that in middle i mean i'm putting it in middle because overall i do like the the kind of turn it takes and i do like the creepiness you get from the priest's apartment but uh it's just so stupid i have a question though he's a he's a scientist capable of isolating an enzyme which you can't it's not an enzyme it's a but yes jake no, it's fu- I'm sorry. I'm just riveted with what you're saying. <laughs> so the listener can't tell. We have the, the <laughs> there's a lot of eye stuff is going palpable. on. Yeah. yeah. The, there's a there's a guy from the Vatican who's investigating this, but he's also a scientist, like doing active wet lab work. But then it's also a religious thing. He's also a conspiracy theorist. Like there's just too much shit all crammed into the end of this. He's kind of like Deacon there are a lot of religious scientists, scientists out there. Just just plugging that. I mean, I feel like the Vatican does have a team of forensic scientists borderlands they're on the same team as deacon yeah <laughs> i i agree it's in this, it's, yeah it's all canon it's all the same <laughs> same universe but, but the what like he's all but also the scientist then is talking about rituals on the table it's like it's just it's too much shit all crammed in together when it's not cleanly written i love the reading of this movie which i don't I, again i have not seen rec two three or four um but i love the reading of this movie that views it through the same eyes as like the exorcism of Emily Rose, where it's like very well-meaning people associated with the Vatican dealing with an issue that they are that is beyond their control and is probably is probably natural in its origin, but they make it so much fucking worse. 
I, see, I think there is a there is substantial in movie evidence that that is not what's happening, and this is definitively Satan or some level of demonic possession. But still, I prefer the uh, last the Exorcism Emily Rose interpretation of this that's, movie. That's, Give me substantial though. So there's two things that are super substantial. The one is the one I already talked about. Yeah. Super substantial. Super substantial. They're beyond. I, this substantial. is not just your standard substantial. This is yeah. extremely substantial. Advanced substantiality. <laughs> yeah, this isn't darkness. This is advanced darkness. This is advanced darkness. <laughs> oh, no one's going to get it. A lot of people are going to get it. I feel no. like SpongeBob references resonate. No one's going to well. get it. No one's going to get it. Uh, but the other one is that the, the, the you have to kind of peel into what is said on the tape, which actually makes more sense when you're not watching the dubbed version and you can read it. Uh, but the thing, the, the whole idea that it mutates as they're uh, dissecting it or whatever, as they're examining it, the thing mutates and turns viral, right? Yeah. That's not really like, that's not how evolution of bacteria or viruses go. It's not, it doesn't change when you're just observing it. This is something that like, oh, they looked at it. Now I'm going to become airborne. That or seems so convenient, though. That's so convenient. <laughs> that's, also, that, that's exactly what a possession diet like. That's what that's what possession is, man. It's something that changes, but based no, on Mark, what, I do not like that interpretation of it because the Vatican is never a well-meaning entity that just got things wrong accidentally and whoopsied a little. There have been so uh, many people that died <laughs> hold because. On, hold on, hold on. To to play the Vatican's. What what am I saying here? To play the the Vatican's advocate, surprisingly hard <laughs> thing to say. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. I feel go. like why are you why are, why are you discounting them as a benevolent force that is well meaning that just does something wrong? I feel like that's very easily something that is possible, especially of- when you're spent when you're when you're set in a you know in Spain, which is a mostly Catholic country. I feel like they're going to shoot this being relatively, you know, good to the to the church. Because other people who are trying to do the right thing don't actively exclude other sources of help, right? Doctors who are trying to figure out what's going on ask for help from other doctors when they can't figure it out. The Vatican says, no, you can't go see a doctor. This is demonic in nature. And a lot of people in actual life have died because of it. Okay, so I, 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 I'm not... Now I'm in a weird place because I don't want to defend fight, this type of practice. <laughs> fight the good fight. <laughs> Um, what I'm saying I, is it's not well-meaning to say you can't go see doctors. This is demonic. They won't help you. And the church does that all the fucking time. All the... Okay. Let's take a step back from that. It's not all the fucking time. It's like occasionally once in a while. Sure. We have like three examples in the history of humanity. Ten, I well, think. Well, in, in the history of Western medicine, I'll say. <laughs> Ten <laughs> in the 1900s. At least two hands full. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So there you go. The, occasionally they do wrong, but they're well-meaning still. I Why feel do you like think they're well-meaning? Correct. Why do you think it's well-meaning? Mark's a Why man do you of the think cloth. it's poor? Are you, are you, do you think they're actively trying to harm these people? They're not actively trying to harm these people, but they're actively advancing belief in the church and advertising their fucking exorcisms. They're not in any danger? So I think we're just dealing with different definitions here. I would still consider that well-meaning, however misguided. Yeah, I got a whole thing with the religion, so it's... Oh, yeah, we all do, I assure you. But <laughs> what I'm saying is it's still... You can be well-meaning and just be wrong. That happens all the fucking time. And I don't think the high-ups at the Vatican are well-meaning. Oh, you think they're... Okay, well, we're not getting into that. We're, we're, we're absolutely gonna, different podcast. This is A to Z Horror. Absolutely different podcast. Oh, my God. 
Change cool. it. What do you have in middle? Uh, I the other thing I have in middle <laughs> yeah. is the found footage aspects of this movie. Okay, tell me why. So or, I really or, like I'm the a... found footage. It works very, very well. Okay. But they're so sloppy with how the found footage is handled. So we're going into the found footage test. Yes, that's a good thing to do in a found footage. Which, movie. by the way, I'll just discuss. I'll just reiterate here that I fucking hate the found footage tests. They're stupid. But go on. Oh, <laughs> so uh, the found footage. Why are they filming? It's that that's a real thing, right? Yeah. They're shooting a TV show. Good. Good Makes reason. sense. Makes sense. Okay. Why do they keep filming, Jack? Because stuff, weird stuff is going on, and I guess okay. you might want to document it, though they don't ever say that or explain it. Okay. And then it she fully does breaks say, down. I mean, they do have the, the line in there towards the beginning that then they play as the last line of monologue in the film, which is film everything no matter what or whatever it is. Yeah, they, they bring that in. To me, that part of the test that Mark hates so much is the, the one that it fails the most. Because yes. there is the middle part of this movie is where you wouldn't be they she would not be handling the interviews in the same way given the circumstances. Right. The things that you do see he wouldn't be filming during that part. Nope. I get the film everything comment that's how they parlay that into what you end up seeing, but it just it doesn't feel natural whereas I think the setup and then ultimately the end do. I agree to with clarify, that. Yeah. To clarify, the part that I hate the most about the found footage tests is the last one that we haven't talked about yet. Which okay, is, do it. Why are we seeing this? How are we seeing this? How did this footage come to be found? And that doesn't bother place? me in a nutshell here. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Part. I don't yeah. care about that in any found footage. Uh, it's the least movie. important part. I That's why fully I agree. It's the least important part. Yeah, cool. But in this movie, the the problem is they go to great lengths to show you this is a bulky, heavy camera. Right when they show different people picking it up and setting it down, it's yeah, a it's big a two, thing. It's a two hander. I don't know what they're called. It's like a red. And yet, while it's they're not a red, reds are people are gonna fucking yell. It's a Valkyrie. <laughs> These are, it, it's it's a big camera. Go, yeah, it's and big. It's two-hander. Then when they are in full survival mode, right? She's actively looking through drawers for keys, and instead of helping her, he's just standing around <laughs> the camera like, filming. "Find it! Why aren't you finding it faster? Look yeah. at that drawer! Go! We're on a fu- our life. Li- <laughs> yeah, that is the worst part. It's yep. so fucking stupid. In a, also- in a realistic sense, it's dumb, but also in a an immersion sense, I feel like it it works incredibly well, right? Because Pablo is the uh, audience stand-in, right? He's basically just us. Take he's taking us along for the ride. We can't help. We're just there to watch, which is exactly what he's doing. This it doesn't make sense from an in-universe narrative standpoint, well, but important. it does make sense from an immersion standpoint. But it act, it, it takes me out though, because why isn't he fucking helping? Your life's in danger. He could it could have been as simple as like he sets it down, and then you finally see the cameraman, and they're both like rooting around. Yeah, I I think that like I I agree, and that's why I put this in middle. What the big boost is for it, too, is though at the end, whereas, again, to compare this to the Blair Witch Project. They need to have the camera at the end for the night vision stuff, yeah. The the camera becomes literally their means of survival, which is so fucking good. That's fantastic. Like, I almost wanted to escalate the found footage test thing to what it does right because of that. Because I think that so many things get really messy, and this movie actually... It has a bit of a dip, but then it gets super strong at the end with how it uses the, found the actual footage. found yeah, footage route to make sense well, then, in a horrifying way. It's just the end of this movie is fucking perfect. The jump scare, I, uh, the jump scare in the attic with the little kid, right, where he doesn't know what's up there. He's going to put a pin in it. Hold up and move around. Like I, still though, dude, I, it's good and effective. It's cool. It's fun house. I don't like. I don't it's like. The kids there, you know what? But, the, you know what's so great about that is I, I the way I understand that scene being filmed is that. 
and I think this is what you were saying. He his head is not up there. He right. He like wants the to know what's up there. Yeah. Pointing down and he's just holding the camera up and rotating around and looking at the screen, which yeah. is exactly what you should do in that situation. He does it perfectly. Which Absolutely. is something that is not typical of found footage movies that they do like smartly here. That yeah, I like. One hundred percent. Yeah. But then there's also just little stuff where they're really sloppy with the found footage aspect of it. Like there's a part where the police officer starts to go upstairs first, right? And the camera guy's behind him. But then because it's a cooler shot, there's like a cut. And all of a sudden the camera's above him while he's telling it everyone to stay behind him. And it's like, well, wait, no. The camera guy was behind him on the stairs. Hey, we might as well, while we're talking about it, the the, definitely After Effects, like, digital editing thing that makes it seem like they just hit pause and then play again or whatever on the recording. Those fucking suck, man. They're so goddamn bad. Don't give me this shit. Give me this bullshit editing technique. Early on in the movie when they want to see what happened so they rewind it, it has tracking lines on it like it's a fucking VHS VHS tape. Doesn't make any sense. It's a digital... (laughs) God. So this was shot in 2006-7, give or take. Yep. It came out in 2007, so it was definitely shot in like... I don't know when it specifically came out, but... Mark. What I'm remembering from high school doing video projects and stuff, we were shooting on micro VHSs. We were. So I don't know if this is intentionally... Mini, not micro, mini. Mini, whatever. The the small ones that were, you know, they could fit in the palm of your hand. Yeah. But I would buy that... This might be digital, I guess, but I would buy that this was... I, I buy tracking lines, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, that's fine. That's... That's jiving with the technology of the era, at least. I feel like they're maybe. Uh, I don't know. Still though, like this, I'm assuming this is like sp- something of some import in terms of Spanish TV, and I think they're gonna have a little bit better equipment than we did in high school. Seems like. Uh, we might- well, but hold on. You'll recall that, you know, digital like TV didn't convert to HD until we were well into college. Well, I thought but, you were gonna say but, that we won a film festival with a mini. We did win a film festival, <laughs> we but did also do that. that that wasn't. I want to be clear. The movie we won the film festival for, that was on a digital camera. We just plugged that shit straight into the computer. That was not a mini oh, VHS. Yeah. We had some B-roll on mini it, VHS. But what yes, I'm saying, what I'm saying yeah. is within the United States, it took like local newscasts quite a long time to convert to digital cameras. They that, were expensive, and they were not necessary because no one had an HD TV until, like, I mean, the, the flipping point was probably like 2008-9. So maybe that's believable. Okay. The other thing I wanted to talk about with the found footage, though, is the mini-to-mini tape recorder. Or not mini-to-mini, fuck. Uh, reel-to-reel uh, voice recorder at the end of the movie. Yeah, is this middle? tape deck. This that is I middle? I, I mean, it's part of the found footage thing. I fucking hate it. I like the story they tell with what happens there. You just don't like but the mechanism. the laziest expositional delivery. Just, oh, look, a tape recorder. Let's explain I, some plot. I Start honestly, 2049. So here's, <laughs> this is... Maybe this is fan theory. I don't know. This movie is filmed sequentially. And by the end, do you think that there could have been... I don't know the answer to this. I'm just pontificating. Is there a reality where they knew what they had? They could have potentially been working some business deals. It feels crammed. It feels like they're trying to cram some stuff that will parlay into the franchise that this is. Absolutely. That's what I have to believe. Yeah, I mean, it is a whole lot to blow in there right at the end. Yeah, I don't know. Look, I'll... I'll play the opposite side of that. I go. This does not hit me. And Quarantine does a similar thing. You should definitely watch it, Jake. If you haven't seen it, I actually think Quarantine's a really good movie. Um, I I think that they just wanted to escalate this to something. Like, there's, there is, there is fear. There is, like, horror built into stumbling upon something that is, you're coming in at, like, the middle. Like, 
this is way bigger than you realize. This is right now it's just contained to this apartment building, but you managed to stumble in on this thing that's been going on for a couple of years and it's massive. And I feel like there's this long-term trope. I mean, particularly in video games, but also just in general media of trying to find these like audio diaries of scientists or whoever to like explain what's going on in the background. I was totally fine with all of this. And insofar as it was in service of suddenly taking this thing of just like a one-off, you're in a really shitty situation to being like, this is a world threatening scenario that you've stumbled yourself in on. I I felt like that was great. It It was highly synergistic and like augments the overall thing. Like I said, I like the story. I like what they did. I agree with that, Mark. But it's delivered in such a fucking ham-handed way. It's so stupid. Not. It's not just that they found... So I think the laziest kind of exposition you can do is like news footage, right? Is there, the characters <laughs> listening well, to news footage of what's sometimes. going on. Sometimes. And this has that too. This has the main character reading newspaper clippings of what's going on. Then she finds this voice recorder. She turns it on, gets three seconds of expositing rewinds it for an unspecified amount of time, just a random amount of time. Oh, yeah, play. I love that. I love that. They're just like, I'm going to hit rewind for, I don't know, eight seconds. Oh, this is perfect. But yeah, so she finds this fucking recorder, pushes play, and it, it starts. It's also that she's rewinding, but the story the tape is telling is in sequential order, right? It turns on to, we started investigating this disease. Then she rewinds, and it's like, and it's mutating as we research it. Then she fast forwards for an indiscriminate amount of time, and it's just fucking randomly. That is the perfect conclusion to the story in the middle of the tape. I wasn't paying close enough attention because I didn't know this was the nitpick you were going to have, but I don't remember it. I don't think it was in sequential order. It's told in a way that it, like, flushes out the story well enough, but it's some, it's told so that, like, it doesn't sound like it needs to be played chronologically. Yeah. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. I think this is really funny, actually. This is, this is a good, like, viewpoint into our personalities. This is, like I kind of said a few minutes ago, this is, like, the most stereotypical... Um, exposition that you can throw into video games that I've played a bunch. Like this is, this is how Metal Gear Solid works. This is how Resident Evil works. This is how Silent Hill works. This is how Borderlands works. This is the entire plot of Subnautica, right? Is finding (laughs) data logs that are read to you. (laughs) And the fact that like, listener, Jack is probably the least video game oriented one of us. (laughs) If I were to throw that out there, uh, this did not bother me whatsoever. Probably just because I play three or four times as many video games as both of you two. Uh, but I, I guess that is like at a, least it, it does make sense that this would be a nitpick. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So and it just combined with the I'm just going to sit here and read off newspaper headlines that are pasted to the wall. So I'm confused. Are we in nitpicks? No, we're in middle. This was another part of the found footage thing. Jeez. Somehow we're still in middle. Somehow it. we're still. in Let's middle. go to does wrong. I'll Unless remind somebody... you that we're an hour and 15 into this podcast. Woo. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, OK, so. Let's just do it right here. Elf in the we, room. <laughs> we watched the dubbed version. Yeah. This is yeah, the worst. Did. This is the worst audio dub I've ever heard. By a it long ever. Time. It's ever. It's, so it's incredibly bad. This is bad. mystery science theater 3000 levels of bad voiceover acting. It is so bad. I like the work that they did to do the basketball scene, though. I thought that <laughs> that gave me a good belly laugh. <laughs> oh, my God. There was so much work from, like, some Foley asshole in the background <laughs> in some elementary school gym i have to assume yeah where they were just bouncing balls and then like whatever the voice actor was for angelo was like huffing and puffing and i'm like (laughs) why is this it's so weird uh the asian family though 
Oh my oh, god! I I want to know the background of the voice actors they cast because it god. is either horrendously racist or that's no, just to write a or that's the, that's the only yeah, option. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the only option. It is distressing, dude. It is it is a cartoon version of a racist stereotype of a Chinese accent. It is incredible. Like I was flabbergasted. It's, I sat there mouth agape for a good minute what, and a half afterwards. And the accent, it's not the only. I mean, that's that's the it's racist the worst. accent. It's by far the worst. And then I like how the fancy people have British accents. Yeah, just like randomly, fucking but cut not, rate Tim Curry over they there. They don't sound like good British <laughs> accents. They're just like, hey, you American guy, just do a British accent for this guy. I think the cut rate Tim Curry, they actually had a British guy do. Maybe. It sounded oh, British, God. dude. But, oh, my God. That was just, it, it was preposterous. This whole thing was preposterous. So I was pretty tuned I, up when I was watching this I'm movie. legitimately curious if this is a real version of the movie or some type of bootleg bullshit. I, uh, I don't know how this works to get it on Amazon or not, but, like, this is bad enough that I, it's in the realm of me considering this being a it's fake. It's real. It, I, it is real, dude. Yeah, this okay. many companies having rights to distribute this movie and people accepting money for it. If this was a bootleg, it's no, real. this is this this would have gotten sorted out. Yeah, this is real. Okay, like this isn't some movie that ten people have watched. This is a pretty made thirty million dollars. horror movie yeah. from the last twenty years. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I started taking some notes, and my notes quickly devolved. It was just. Uh, this is horseshit strobing, and then it's made even worse by this excruciating dub. I once liked this movie. This is comically bad. This is so stupid. This movie is ruined. It's ruined. Doing the dubbing over the PA system is making it so much worse. I hate this. The British accent guy is making everything so much worse. Oh my god, the Chinese accent. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's just yep. a series of notes. It from... just gets worse and worse. Yep. It's, well, it's actually, worse. funny enough, it, it it's probably worst at its start, and then as you're initially meeting people, and then, honestly, I thought it kind of got a little bit better toward the very, very end, which is probably good for the movie overall. I mean, I, there's fewer people talking. I wasn't that, see, I had almost the opposite take. I wasn't that affected by it, aside from the basketball scene, but then you hit British accents and the Chinese accents, and I was all the way It honestly out. ruined the movie for me. Like, the parts that are supposed to be immersive just aren't. It was it, hard to recover it definitely, from. Yeah, it definitely took it in a different yeah. direction. My my immersion, it. fair warning, my immersion for this is going off memory and not this viewing experience because I refuse to base my it's scores based so on this. This terrible. is not the version of the movie that should be seen. There's a guy with, like, a... Like a stereotypical Brooklyn accent. I think that's the Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I had that written down. That the guy the, in and out? The, the police officer who sounds like he's a guy auditioning for, like, a 1980s crime boss yeah. movie. Hey, like, whoa, hey, you want yeah. I should uh, rough him up for you? <laughs> exactly. How does this exist? Like, what the fuck? And how did this take over, apparently, all of the different streaming services? What asshole was like, we need to have the dub version? Oh, my like, God. who is their distributor? I think I'm curious about two things. One, did the voice actors see the movie before they actually voice acted it? And two, did they think this was some type of animated Looney Tunes type of venture? That must be it, right? Because <laughs> even mean, the parts that should end based on the filmmaking are legitimately scary. Are accompanied by voice actors it's like, what? Oh my god! No! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, to take this in a slightly different direction from what we've been talking about so far, the like editing of the, the mixing of the sound itself is problematic the dub is so loud that they, i feel like they tamped down the actual like normal diegetic soundtrack all of the other things that were happening which is but important if there's, if there's background sound happening it's substantially quieter than i remember it being 
because they are like making room for the yes. for the audio track for the voices. Yes, almost everything I'm talking about with this movie is based on past experiences. So I also turned on just like closed captioning that my TV could do just to Smart. see like I don't know if it would do something else. It was wildly off timed, but it also didn't correlate with the dub. But there were a lot of times when it would say like you know in the brackets when it describes yeah. a sound that's a sound, happening yeah. when it was like fading screaming happening elsewhere and it's just like you you can't hear hear any of it like like screeching sound or metal on metal rubbing sound it's like i didn't hear any of it the other thing is there's a lot of crosstalk lots of crosstalk like like our podcast so well i mean yes but like there were multiple times where there were two voice actors reading their lines and this implies to me that they read their lines at different times and then the editor went in and played two lines at the exact same time yeah. where the response to a question happens simultaneously with the question being asked in the first place. Yes, and that goes right along with something I noticed which is that, Mark, like you said, there's a lot of times where it's painfully obvious that these people aren't talking to each other. This isn't voice multiple voice actors in a studio reading this. This is one guy just reading all the lines in isolation. <laughs> one voice actor. Yeah. And and there were even a few times, I'm pretty sure I picked this up, maybe I'm making this up, but I don't know. I feel like there were a few times where one voice actor was t- saying two things at the same time. So they took their one session and played individual <laughs> lines that were recorded over other lines that were recorded at the same time. Just to make it sound like more's happening? I didn't notice that, but I wouldn't was, be surprised. Yeah, it was. I, I wish I had written down the specific example I had, but I am positive there was at least one one instance of a person interrupting themselves. Which is a bit of a problem. Yep, the dubbing Wolf. sucks. Yeah. What else in the movie do you wrong? Yeah, okay, so putting that to bed. No more talking about dubbing. No. We're done with that. <laughs> I'm sure it's never going to come up again. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's not. Not a lot else it actively does wrong. I mean, I talked about a lot of that shit it does middle. I only had I one think. other escalation, and I felt a little harsh doing it, uh, but there's enough blood in this movie for me to say that their their take on what blood looks like is a little bit wonky, especially sure. when it's on clothing. Not necessarily on the human body, but clothing and time. Nowhere near what they Like show. dried blood looks like. Yeah. yeah. No, this looks like finger paint. It looks like acrylic finger paint. I actually kind of thought that the like the practical effects of the zombies in the movie looked pretty good. I'm talking more about like the dried blood dried on the blood on, on the lead on the female on the lead, lead on her tank top throughout oh, it. Eh, yeah, it's like red I mean, paint, and it would it's dry. Neither, to it's neither here nor there. Dark, but I had three things that we don't have to spend a lot of time on. I'll I would just, hope not. Okay, we can. We I'll just read them off real quick, and we can. You can add a line if you want or not. But like, so first off, the end of this movie is based around running from an emaciated woman. Uh, which <laughs> not the most intimidating villain out there. I get that she's like this weird imposing force and you're in complete blackness and you can't really see her, but also like, and she's like 80 feet tall. There's she's no... a normal height. No, I don't think she's normal height. <laughs> you, you realize that she's played by an actual human, right? She's they, yeah, she's but Javier Botet is like seven she's feet tall. She's not played by Javier Botet. Yes, she is. Wait, she really is? Yes, that's Javier Botet. I thought you were making <laughs> No. Holy shit. Okay. He, yes, wow. he played he played Maderos, whoever girl in this movie. Wow. He's like seven feet tall, dude. Yeah, he's huge. Yes. So she was at least that. <laughs> he looks so imposing. It's kind of funny to she, me that like he, that she, is the, the big bad of the film that it's like, look, I mean, Javier Pertet's a big guy. He's definitely got better reach than me, but I'll wrestle that dude. Like I'm not too concerned about my ability to to, to go a few rounds with. A snap his femur. Yeah, especially in a movie that shows you like the firefighter snapping people's necks with ease. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, it's not fine, fine, fine. I understand your point. Fine. Yeah. It's not. It's not an intimidating thing, and I'm willing to write it off as something that is more evidence of super- supernatural villainy here. You sure? Um, you got a next- little bit of the part of the zombie thing, which is that I mean, I can physically overpower a zombie, but if you get bit at all, you're fucked. Right. Yeah, so it's yeah, got yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. Um, the other one. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Moving past it. Uh, the other. The, the other big thing I have with this is that a lot of the plot is driven by people not understanding their surroundings at all. Like most of this movie, most of the problem with this movie is it's like the police officers or the firefighters being like, it's fine. And then like directly exposing their neck to the zombie and then looking away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of deus ex machina built into this in the sense that like not literally deus ex machina, but like you have to go out of your way to try and die in this movie in the first half. Yeah, and they do. They yeah. do. Subst- they do a lot. Yeah. And that's what develops the horde. Then it's like realistic threat. A- exactly. But, so yeah. the the horde itself is scary, but the genesis of the horde is sort of unbelievable. Yeah. Well, it's kind of why most zombie apocalypse movies always jump in. Like they might show you the first zombie, and then when there's and then, then the horde because they don't watching show it get you there is like how yeah they don't show you the two <laughs> yeah. weeks that would be required. Like <laughs> yeah, which by the way is one thing that I felt like viral really 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 did well. It's go yeah, back and it's, watch. It's viral. a rare exception. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh. The last one I had pointed out here was that once the shit really does hit the fan and you have, like, the horde developing, Angela becomes incredibly obnoxious. This is this is, this is just, just someone trope. not knowing how to... to it, it isn't... No, she doesn't have to be. This is she just a trope be. of bad film writing of, like, <laughs> make, the, make, the, make the woman who's in charge, like, the lead woman be just impossible to deal with and screechy and panicky. Especially when she doesn't... She- She's the one doing things, right? And the camera guy's just watching her, telling her what to do, not doing anything, but she's also incapable right. of functioning. I, she's so She's bad. the useful one and is also the one playing the useless screaming lady. It's horrible. It's, it's, a, it's a weird dissonance that I don't think plays particularly well. I'll buy and that. And is hard to watch. I'll buy that. Okay, that's going to take us to nitpicks. Blow the whistle. Else. Nitpick station. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I want to talk about enzymes. Enzymes. Okay, but if you're going to talk about enzymes, we're going to also have to talk about pheromones. Go for it. Pheromone away. Uh, oh, I didn't I didn't have anything built. Enzymes and pheromones are the two things that you can just throw out as your science <laughs> words to be like, ah, that's why things are going bad. Enzymes. Enzymes, pheromones. An enzyme is not a disease. Rabies is not an enzyme. An enzyme is a biological catalyst that acts on substrates that actually do things. Whatever this thing is... It wasn't an enzyme. Correct. And yeah. they are so specific about him having isolated the enzyme. He could be wrong. I hate it. But he a- isolated it. He, If you know enough to actually isolate it, you know it's not a fucking enzyme. Otherwise, you couldn't get there. Uh, is rabies a virus or a... It must be a virus. Rabies right? is a virus, yes. Okay. Not a bacteria. Okay. But whether it's viral or bacterial, it's not an enzyme. Sure, absolutely. This is what I'm saying is there are a few words that you can throw out that are just like general science words like enzyme, pheromone, catalyst, whatever. You just you put them in the script and assume that no one knows what they are. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I, I'm fine to just write that off, you know, whatever. It, <laughs> it's, it's like it's the, bullshit. Right? It's like the 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 stereotype of the the shitty car mechanic that says you ran out of uh, the stuff in your catalytic converter. Exactly. Yeah, the catalyst <laughs> catalytic converter. Yeah. Well, that's a real thing. 
I know. I'm okay. just thinking. You, whenever I hear the words catalytic converter, I just start thinking about the Blues Brothers. <laughs> okay, I got so, you. Yeah. You went on a whole journey there that I was not privy my to. My mental, I just watched the entire movie in my mind. Yeah, his eyes rolled into the back of his head. Yeah. Look, I talked about most of my nitpicks have to do with the found footage-ness, and then also I talked about most of those things. So I um, find it very strange uh, in this world that there is a state-sponsored quarantine around this building because of witchcraft. Essentially, I, th- I, I am, I'm led to believe by this movie that this is a demonic possession, that they are implementing a quarantine around. And I, no, I just want to see the strings no, in no, place. No, 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 no. The quarantine is because it is a rabies-like virus that yeah, came the from the dog that went to the vet. Yeah, they don't know anything about that. Yeah, okay. But that is the actual genesis of this thing. Yeah, but, but they, they don't, don't know. know that. Okay, I, I'm just saying, it makes more sense for me... I. Again, I'll reiterate, I saw Quarantine first, and therefore I like it more. But between the <laughs> between, between the actual ra- weaponized rabies virus they have in Quarantine versus the religiously inspired possession th- virus thing I'm, that they have here, they, do, uh, they somehow are able to mobilize a local government around that instead of the rabies virus. That's like, all I'm saying. I thought I like, that was kind of weird. I like that Mark just likes the movies he saw first more. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, a oh, I saw for. Dante's Peak before the thing. I like it more. <laughs> Wait, okay. Yeah, exactly. I do like Dante's Peak more than Volcano, for the record. Okay. I thought, yeah, fair. I was about, about going to lose I was about my, to I was gonna quit the I podcast. Gonna, yeah, yeah, that was, was the end. It would have been the end. end. Yeah, it not be, this episode. Done. Yeah, no, I would have quit. We both would have quit. 147 <laughs> episodes. That was a fun run. The end of the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would. That would have been irreconcilable, Mark. Um, I the last nitpick I have that I haven't already talked about is resource management. This is a movie where people are employing a lot of very useful tools, from guns to sledgehammers to knives to just big things to that they fire immediately axes. Lots of fire axes. Yeah, that they immediately set down and just. I, I'm sure I won't need this yeah. in a minute. There are so many ways that they could have killed. Like they go through the. Well, the thing yeah. that's annoying is they go through the process of like painstakingly detailing all the people that are here, and you're like, you could totally kill all these people if you just have the tool that Keep you the, have. If you hold on to that axe, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. See my see don't. my earlier complaint about the Deus Ex Machina built into this movie of just like people yeah. actively trying to kill themselves. Yeah. Basically. And I, I hadn't the thought hadn't like materialized or crystallized for me until he's like holding the woman by the neck and he says, "Hey, hand me that sledgehammer." And it's like, well, why did you ever set yeah. it down? Right. Yeah. Well, and this also kind of comes into play a little bit, less so, but I'll still, when it's just the three of them left, Pablo and Angela or whatever the fuck their name is, and then the, the, the firefighter who's left, who's trying to protect them, and his move is to punch. They know at this point, they know at this point that the, the, the rabies thing that they have, we're only saying rabies, by the way, because of quarantine. No, 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 but, no, no, no. They say it's a rabies-like virus. That's why the dog went to the vet. And that's why they quarantined the building. Oh, they say okay, a rabies-like okay. virus. Redacted. Redacted. Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Jack, redacted. Okay. Um, no, but the only the they they know right now that it's a saliva-based like thing. And then there's a scene later when the firefighters just bare knuckle punching one of the zombies in the mouth, right in the teeth, <laughs> just right in the teeth. Like I'm pretty sure that counts as a bite if you <laughs> just punch a zombie right in the yeah. gum line. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna cut your. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Not great. Uh, yeah. Um, the other, I, I had a few other nitpicks. Go. Jake, did you have any? Should I just rattle these off? Uh, you should. I have to pee so bad. 
Okay, I'll get through these pretty quick. The first off, <laughs> the initial reaction of the textile workshop being behind the garage door is weirdly over-exaggerated. Did you guys catch on to that? Yes. They, there's this line of dialogue. It's like, what's behind the garage door? It's a textile workshop. What? <laughs> I think, again, that's just the dub, though. It No, 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 no. I remember that being, like, they, they also, I've, Pretty sure that also happens in the subtitled version. It's like it's a textile workshop. They have like fabric and stuff, and the doc cop is like, "Oh!" And I feel like there's like <laughs> something lost in the Spanish translation. I don't know. Um, the I Jack, you might actually have a good answer to this one. When they're tying the guy down to the gurney in the in the medical office or in the textile workshop, wherever they are, the cop pulls out some manacles that have like a three foot chain. Is that like a standard issue? anywhere not that i'm aware i mean i certainly don't know what's <laughs> issued to spanish police officers but but also it doesn't really do any good i think it's actually adding a weapon to your repertoire if you give someone handcuffs that are three foot long in between and have a I chain mean, you can strangle someone with. yeah those like- are used frequently and they do serve a particular purpose but they're used in limited circumstances of prisoner transportation right well, this is a cop who went to a random fucking like gas leak call, yeah, right? And yeah. had these on his person. No, he should not have. These are not helpful for detaining a meth head. <laughs> uh, the next one was that I, I wrote down that this, there are times where the sound saturates and it seems fully arbitrary. Do you guys catch on this? It's obviously it's supposed to be filmed through like this handheld camera, so I kind of get that the sound should saturate. But like the point, the points where they made it happen seemed not normal not not like the places where it should have saturated. mark i completely agree i actually forgot to bring this nitpick up in my other stuff with the found footage but also there's times when the camera gets knocked and it like kicks it the, then it can't hear anymore like it knocks the sound recording component out of the camera for eight seconds and it's unexplained unexplained yeah. inexplicable they they can't figure out whether or not the mic is built into the camera or on like the hip of the person they're recording yeah yeah it's yeah. very confusing how they think the sound is arriving at us <laughs> Lastly, keeping in mind that Jake does have to pee, so keep this keep this tight. Um, we alluded Uh-oh. to this earlier. Where did the boy in the attic come from? What, who is the Holy boy in the attic? Holy shit, he's just a random boy in the <laughs> attic, and they say five times the room is totally sealed off. There's no way in here. It's totally empty. And they definitely, look, I'll, I'll allow you that the girl has been living up there possessed by a demon for a number of months or years or whatever, but like... They just wanted to channel the grudge, Juan, whatever. Like they, they just, they just needed a little one more scare in, the in there. Yeah, one more scare. <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you just have uh, Madaris or whatever the hell the girl's name was be up there being the the scary thing? Why did you have to add the boy? And then what happens to the boy? The boy just disappears. I don't even think he's in Rec Two or he's, Three or Four. Or he whatever. sees them, there. screams, and then does nothing. <laughs> Doesn't attack them at all. So fucking weird. <laughs> It's just like that's a video camera. Ah, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Does does that's a, does he that's pull a down substantial th- nitpick, you guys? Does, I mean, that's something uh, that's bordering on what the movie is wrong. It's a weird it's inclusion. Insane. Does he pull down the crawl space door or does it just come down? Because I didn't see him pull it down. I just saw I it popping. Kind of down. assumed it, the way that that worked. Well, I guess it would. So. So if he's up there holding the camera with one hand and doing a 360, he would have to hold the thing up with his other hand, right? No, no, no. It's, it's a pull-down one. And you there's oh. a scene where it like kind of rockets down. It, it comes down. down quickly. Yeah. But I don't see him pull it down or being able to pull it down that quickly. No, it just pops down. Then he's unfazed. That's another nitpick. He is unfazed yeah. by the scariest possible thing happening. It pops down. Yeah. yeah. It's something. It's spring-loaded. Pain. <laughs> we should go to ratings then. 
Probably. Okay. Yeah. Also, there was a TV at the end of the movie that was on, but the power had been out for a substantial period of time. It would not have had power. I'd like to talk more about enzymes. I just I, I want to do a quick 25, 30-minute dissertation uh, on enzymes. Tell me, tell me, what's your favorite enzyme? <laughs> what kind of salads do you like? Jake has thrown his headphones. It's time to go to ratings. <laughs> Let's go to ratings. We over at Z Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Tom Tabner would rate intelligence workers writing honest lyrics. The songs, oh, they're pretty good. I'm, I mean, I'm his dad, so maybe I'm biased, but they're pretty good. But they're becoming more honest, uh, which is probably a good thing for folk singers in general, but not a good thing if you're one who works in intelligence. And for 10, think about Dennis McLaren would rate how jacked he is. John, I know you can't really tell because I have to wear a suit all the time, but I'm ripped. Maybe I can be a big help. That's all. Story's the first category to rate these movies. Jake, your pick, your yeah. story rating. Uh, I'm going to give it like as high as I'll give it in the third quartile. I don't, I don't know, know what that, that meant. Oh, well, there, I don't think there, I actually don't know what that would be. So you gave it a seven point five? Is that what yes, you're saying? Yes, I do. Wow. He, okay. See, boom. I have no. What are you talking that about? That would that would that would be the highest in the third quartile. Yeah. I guess the bottom I, of the fourth I actually, quartile. I actually whatever, don't think it five. would be on the one to ten. Math would have to prove me otherwise. Oh my you're god! I gave it a seven and a half, and that was my justification. That is so mathematically. high. Uh, I do, so here's the deal. This is a relatively straightforward zombie movie, but, but oh, you like zombies? That's I your thing, like right? zombies. You're the zombie I, guy. I like zombie movies that are going to go through the motions of showing you what that initial outbreak stage is like. So it has the balls to do that, and then I really appreciate the balls to the wallness of the last part of the movie. So. Seven and a half. There you go. Yeah, look, I gave it a six. Um, I, <laughs> That's really high. I think yours is very high. I it's wanted to give it a half. I, the concept is very, very good. It's ruined by a lot of the... Story is a scaffolding category, crammed Jack. Crammed into the other shit. Like, crammed into the end. All the writing huh. they do, I don't like. Huh. So, six. Scaffolding. Mark. I gave it a six and a half. We're all kind of on the same boat. Uh, this is a it's a well contained movie. I like I like the framing of this movie and like we've talked about at length, like the the just capturing all of this shit that happens within an apartment building is a is a really interesting and like fundamentally really, really, really good aspect of horror. I remember walking around we used to walk around our block when we lived in the apartments by the U of U a couple years ago. Oh, I remember those. And, yeah, totally. And just randomly, there were like these really nice apartment buildings that we walked by one day, and there were all of a sudden there were just like a fucking gigantic pile of police officers and like crime scene investigators. Turns out there was a meth lab in the in like the middle floor or something like that of this apartment building. The middle not floor. great, not great, right? But <laughs> on that ten floor apartment building, there is there is some. I mean, it was like three or four floors. Anyways. There is something like fundamentally scary and weird about just like not knowing what your neighbor in an apartment building is doing. Setting based horror. What is happening? Why are you suddenly agreeing with his weird phobia? Why? What's made you do this about face? No, what I'm saying is that apartments are not fundamentally scary, but there is like this fun. There is this like fun little thing that's just like, what if one of you know the guy who owns the penthouse in your apartment building is into some satanic bullshit? Thank you. Great. I have not lived you. in an apartment building where I haven't thought that. He's not. Who cares? I do. Why? Obviously. Why? Because I don't like it. 
What if your next door neighbor's into some satanic ritual? I don't shit? like that either. Maybe I have phobias about that too, Jack. Oh yeah, we are. I mean, I'm cutting the timeline <laughs> from two weeks to a week before Jake is fully shaved, rubbing himself. <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to add it to the doc of the movie that we eventually make. We're gonna. The setting is going to be us neighbors with someone who is demonically possessed. I mean, I was going to have a bath after this, and that's the perfect time to shave. So, a bath, a Sunday afternoon bath. <laughs> Hey, those are nice. I no 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 no. No, Whoa. we're cutting this off. Jack, Sunday afternoon baths are nice. I can't fit in my tub. <laughs> it's not a Howard Taft <laughs> over here. No, <laughs> it's a small tub. It's definitively a Howard he knows Taft. He'd fit. He knows he knows he would fit but not be able to get back out. That's not oh, God damn it. Okay. World building immersion our second category, Jake. So I'd like to clarify right here that there are two of these <laughs> scores to give. Uh if I had to score it on the dubbed version, it would be low. So I'm going to retroactively score it. I'm going to score it on what I remember this movie being. I remember this movie being something that I would, if if you'd asked me why I like this, it'd be because it was extremely immer- immersive. I'm giving it a nine. What the fuck? I'm giving it a nine, and that's, that's not high, that, but I like it. That's, I like it. That is that is specifically stating that I am not. I refuse to score the dub version. I refuse to score the version that's the version that we can see because I don't believe that's, yeah. that's this movie. So, Do you have a score you would give it just for posterity's sake? What would you give the dubbed version? Um, Like, just below average, five. Because I, wow. I think that a lot of what is good that's, about that's it... That's pretty high for the dubbed version. I think high. that a lot of what is good about it is still there, but that's also... I, the reason I was, like, waffling for a second is because I know what it's like, so I don't know how much of that is real. Like, if I had walked into this blind and just seen the dub version, would it have been lower? Probably, actually. I don't know if I can strip away all the things that I just intuitively know from having seen it, like, three times. Yeah, look, I want to rate it on the not-dub version, and if I could... Rate it on the not-dub version! If I version. was able to watch that, I would, but I'm not. You have been able to. But I'm currently not. Yeah, you could, I, you could buy a DVD of it. Jake, people rely on this podcast. They don't. I don't have a DVD player. I mean, like maybe like three or four people rely on this. They podcast. rely on Mark. The, the public writ large relies on this podcast. We have a responsibility to I rate the thing people okay. can yes, see. Yes, I agree. I am scoring the not dub version. I gave it a record. three. That's terrible. That's so stupid. It's so hard to watch. What would you rate the not dub version? I don't know. I can't watch it, and it's been years since I've seen it. <laughs> okay, give us the middle score, Mark. I I hate that I go last. I did give it a six. Um. Yeah. On the dubbed that is, version? No, specifically that was with the, that that is for the movie at large. I wrote down three slash six. This this movie probably sh- I I have a very tumultuous relationship with this movie. I've said this many times now at this point. I've seen Quarantine first, and that's the one that like resonated with me. I saw tumultuous. this Quarantine and this are very similar movies. Quarantine is we a sh- very faithful remake. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to go watch should, Quarantine because you guys really, are like, hey, you, you should. You should. Yeah. Quarantine is Quarantine is good. Jennifer man. Carpenter kind of kills it, dude. Yeah. And plus sometimes yeah. you think she's an Avid brother and you think he'll get some good music. So, I was trying to remember exactly how I went into the first wreck. If we're talking if we're talking Quarantine, this score is going to be higher. If we're talking the time I saw Wreck after seeing Quarantine, it's going to be a little bit lower. Oh my and if god. I and if we're talking about the one this is where somehow more complicated <laughs> I'm watching the dubbed version of the movie I saw second, then it's going to be significantly lower. I went with a 6. It's an immersive it's an immersive movie. For the love of god, watch the subtitled version. Do not watch the dubbed version. And that's why that's what I'm reading. That's why that's what I'm reading. All I can yeah. see is the su- dubbed version. The, no, the dubbed that's, version that's for not me. True. The dubbed version for me is a three. That's nice what I five. give. 
Mark's tumult aside, we're moving on to scare factor. Jake, what is your scare factor score? Seven. Okay. I Good. yeah, this is a scary movie and it goes balls to the wall yep. at the end in the final third. Um zombie movies are kind of an interesting one. I we've talked about them ad nauseum over you the would course know. of our many, many years. I would know, Jack. I'm gonna go ahead and take the mantle for a second. This is a scary zombie movie. I don't know if I can think of one that actually is scarier than this, and that's largely because of the setting that it's in. I think they utilize it extraordinarily well. Yeah, look, I gave it a seven two. I this Rad. was this was me doing mental gymnastics to not double penalize it for the dub issue because the like scare factor and immersion yeah. are inexorably linked. Totally and true. Agreed. It was not that scary this time around, but I could see where if you like even though I couldn't experience the subtitled version i could see this movie being terrifying if i wasn't actively being ripped out by the dub so i gave it a seven it's high mark i gave it a six and this is for wreck and not quarantine if you want to talk so we're not talking about quarantine yeah, so why are we talking? i i you know but this is, this is something quarantine. that's it's something that's really hard for me to differentiate i thought quarantine was a very scary movie the first time i saw it was traumatic for me frankly like i it was i mean that is one of the it, it would be in the high end of scariest movies but then when i saw wreck for the first time i was like oh this is just it's just it's a very faithful remake right so whichever one you see first i feel like we'll have a pretty substantially high scare factor as long as you don't watch Jake, the dubbed version obviously you haven't seen quarantine first jack which one did you see first quarantine and which one do you think is scarier I think I was more scared by Wreck, but I was also, I saw Quarantine in theaters. I saw Wreck. I mean, somebody might have torrented it. It's possible. I wouldn't know how it got onto my computer. But I watched Wreck, like, in the dark Suddenly on my laptop. Suddenly it was just appearing in front of by, me. By myself. Like, so okay. it was late at night. So I think I was more scared by Wreck, but I think it was circumstance-based. So my, my point here is that I gave it a six. It's definitely scarier than average. The scarier one is whatever one you saw first. That's Except what I'm saying. For, for me. I would give this like a full point, point and a half upgrade. I don't know what Jack is talking about. He's speaking in nonsense words like usual. I saw quarantine first and I thought Rick was scarier is the words I just said. Strange take. And you use that as evidence to support the opposite point. Yeah. And well, <laughs> I mean, like that's probably pretty much par for the course yes. of the points you make. I think it begs the question, Jake, what is your effects or judicious lack thereof score? Again, I'd like to clarify that I'm not... <laughs> I am not <laughs> scoring. I refuse to score the dub you version. You have to. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. I can't act. I don't know if I could play a DVD right now. Seven, six. Well, that sounds like a you problem. That pause. Oh, this computer, computer that isn't connected to the internet can play a DVD. Yeah, I that's see how we drive. watched it. It still got the War Or movie, Andy Circus movie. Oh in it. fuck yeah! Yeah. Oh my. Let's God, watch that again. Pop that awesome. movie. Yeah. The movie sucked. Pop, pop, by the way, pop that in. Fuck you, Mark. Huh? Yeah, How about fuck that? you. How about fuck you? Wow. How about I don't even want to talk about it. you pop that on? I gave why it a seven. Why don't I pop on a I gave it a yeah. seven. <laughs> For effects, the seven was the score. Uh, high in terms of something that I think you could consider to largely be judicious lack thereof. They do a really good job with setting, and that is because they use an apartment building to film what is an apartment setting. That's nice. Those sets are good because they're real. Outside of that, I mean, you have people that look, for the most part, faithful to what a zombie should look like. There's a little bit of blood jankiness. The end, I would say, does a good job with not trying to do too much. It's dark for a lot of reasons, one of which is you don't want to make it look even wonkier than it it does with Javier Batet's character. Yeah. Because it's Javier Batet, Jack. Yeah. 
I gave it a seven. The sound, you, I mean, I'd also champion the sound, but you couldn't hear it in this one. You're making me all feel weird about my scores. I don't know. I don't like it. I gave it a six. Welcome to my fucking life, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> well... You know what it's like to get every really time stupid I take a stand, scores. Not stand up scores. <laughs> my my scores aren't stupid. You just won't allow me to score the movie that I want to score. Well, because that movie doesn't exist. It does exist. Prove we, it. I mean, Chase. it definitely does exist. We've Chase. all seen it. The We've subtitled version of this movie definitively exists. At one point, it existed. I think it's like a collector's item now. Oh my god! That's why you can get it on DVD. It still exists. I if you get a DVD, there's a non-zero chance it's dubbed only. Why wouldn't they have a Subtitled option. Because licensing is a confusing and weird realm of law. You should you should know. You're the law guy. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Christ. Look, I gave it a six. Cool, fun. Uh, I think the only thing you didn't mention is the makeup on the little girl, uh, with the boils and all that shit, like when they find her up there, is pretty good from a distance but then they zoom the little the the little boy or the or the girl like the the big girl the javier bertet i'm talking about the little girl that has tonsillitis according to her mother oh that runs upstairs they then has a fever the cross fever that's what you're talking about you're talking about cross jesus christ i'm drinking they 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 show you her from far away and it looks fantastic she's got the weird lesions and boils on her face then they zoom right in and it doesn't look as good zoomed right in ah got it so it's a six mark uh fuck uh Hypothetically speaking, oh god! Uh, if <laughs> oh my god! If one of us were curious what what category we were talking about, <laughs> right now, I can't remember effects or judicious lack thereof. Oh, on a purely okay. hypothetical basis, <laughs> on a purely hypothetical basis, on a, on a real basis, for the knowing listener, full for well the listener where we who probably lost track. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to keep you know you gotta reset it every couple like every thirty seconds or so. Yeah, man, hit um, him with the, the the twos coming at you at the twos. <laughs> yeah, um, I gave it a seven for effects. This is honestly this is mostly a judicious like the rough movie. I feel like they they do a really good job to capture everything within like the world of. This is not Cloverfield, where it's capturing a magnificent event that's happening, and you have like a handheld camera that's totally like fully involved in all this shit. Like they do a good job of capturing it all within the appropriate technology that they're definitely holding in their hand at the time. Uh, the only the only real thing that I have an issue with is the editing effects between scenes, where they're clearly splicing in these stupid like digital effects to show that the things are changing like just leave it like that's not that has never looked like that never in the world has changing between hitting off and on looked like that so why why are you doing that other than that all the all the effects look great the gore looks great whatever fuck it how long have you been talking for overall is our final category jake what's your overall score i'm giving this an eight for what this movie is again jack is what this movie is not what we just saw I'm fine with that. This movie is one of it's one of the ones that I go to when we talk about found footage. It's like I'm probably I'm going the Blair Witch Project and then I'm going Wreck. I don't know what I don't know what I'd put in between those two. Wowzers! I, I love I love this movie. This the, or Paranormal Activity? Oh, is that what you put in between those two? Maybe. Yeah. And it's tough. Yeah. Those two are like right there. Okay. I mean, this is in this is in like the I'm putting this in the like the pantheon pantheon thank you nice mark Whoa. yeah weird <laughs> fuck we hate it too much i don't like this pantheon of of found footage this movie is fucking fantastic and i am distressed by the fact that we can only see a dub version this time yeah look i gave it a six and that's a big bump up from the dubbed version right if i'm rating the dub version it's a three or a four because that's unwatchable it's bad <laughs> um 
the reason Dubbing that never this works. is this is in a category that is substantially below the Blair Witch Project and Paranormal Activity for me, and the big reason is this has much more noticeable problems with the found footage and problems with the the like just I guess nitpicks right this one pays is a lot less attention to detail in this mm. movie than there is in those I don't know about and that. so that's it's it's high it's a great found footage movie but it's it's not in the same league as those two for me Mark I also gave it a six you gave it a six right yep I also gave it a six Mark we're doing the story category what do you think <laughs> hypothetically speaking what category are we talking about <laughs> Mark what does the movie do right We've been recording for two hours. <laughs> uh, overall, this movie gets a six for me, and I think it would be higher if I watched this one first. Quarantine is the one that like resonated with me in the first place, and I would give that one probably an eight or above. So I fully understand where Jake is coming at this from, and I really want to get his opinion on what the, the remake hits him as. All right, I got to see it. I'll see it. Yeah. Okay. No, you should. You should. Next time we come to the podcast, I will. Very good movie, but it is also almost a shot-for-shot remake. That's okay. Maybe the last ten percent of the movie. I've just been like a purist. (laughs) Interestingly, the only way you can watch it is dubbed in Spanish. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) I'll come back to you. (laughs) you Uh, Yeah, I give it. I give it a six. Is this is? It's it's hard for me to differentiate now, having seen both. The dubbed version from the subbed version. The subbed version would probably be a little bit higher, six and a half, seven. Quarantine would probably be like an eight, eight and a half. Now here's that's, the that's real question. This boys. one is is getting penalized a little bit because literally the only one we can see right now, the one we're recommending to our listening audience, to our is American listening audience, at and least. it's still good, but also. Some of the worst voice acting, I think, humanly possible. It's terrible. And I want to be clear, this wasn't a regionality issue, right? There wasn't a version I could click on that said this isn't available in your region. Because I could got yeah. get a, I so could have gotten around that with the my only VPN. English language version. Yes. This is this is the well, only version that is available to us. What I'm us. saying is if there was a Spanish version, we should have been able to then find it. Is, that. I mean, it is, then it is a regionality issue. If you want to watch Wreck as a horror fan in Spain, you are not watching. I'm a legitimately curious version. what happens if you open up Amazon and go and find in Spain. Wreck. Yes, you're watching Amazon it in Spanish. SP or yeah, Spain. SP is Spain. I, I don't. Is that right? I don't know. You're watching. It's ES in terms of where I work. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What's so the, Amazon yeah. ES. He was looking for I the would, URL. Given the opportunity, if I could just change the domain that I was in, I would watch the unsubtitled Spanish version of this movie before I watched the yes, dubbed version. Yes, totally agreed. I would You'd have a much better experience. Literally in yeah. Spanish, and I feel like I would still get the... Gah, You'd figure the, it you'd out. you get 50% yeah, of it, at least. As someone yes. who yeah, yeah, understands yeah. a lick, but that's about it. I'm and saying. knows I the general like, plot of the movie. <laughs> yes. I'll just reiterate here. The dubbed version is among the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. So that's what I'm life. talking about. With our to our listening audience, right? Yes. To the people, is this a thumbs up or a thumbs down, knowing that they probably only have access to the dubbed version? If you have not seen the movie. You've not okay, seen the still movie. Still a thumbs up. Watch given that the only option you have at this moment. Okay, let's let's rank these in order. Quarantine, English dub, English sub. Do that. English sub highest, quarantine second, English dub below thanks killing. I'm going <laughs> I'm going to assume that I agree with Jack, but I haven't seen quarantine, so I can't participate. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Jack as well, except not definitely not below thanks killing. 
Quarantine spends more time outside of the building than this movie does, and I think that's a It really doesn't. I don't think that's true. Is that true? That's not true. Definitely more. I mean, it's it's less than 10 total minutes, but it's definitely more time. Do you remember how the dude who did Thanksgiving did Headhunter? That's a funny thing. Yeah. Well, one of the dudes. I don't think it was. Was it the director? Uh, Yeah. Was it really? Yep. Fuck me. (laughs) People do shit, man. They have fun. Hey, hey, hey. You remember who directed Poultry Geist? Oh, shit. James fucking Gunn, the guy who is now in charge of like all kinds of Marvel. He directed Poultry Geist? I th- or wrote it. I can't remember. He I could see him involved. writing it, right? He's a funny guy. Does what I'm saying is like <laughs> was you shouldn't Geist judge funny? people based on their early career shit. Tell me, tell me Poultry Geist was funny. We gotta get out of here, Jesus Christ. We gotta get out of here. So we gotta get it. Thumbs yeah, down for me, dog. If all you can see is the dubbed one and you haven't seen it before, hard thumbs down. Still thumbs Don't- up. Watch this. Still thumbs up. Thumbs down for me. If you can only see the dubbed version, you should watch Quarantine instead. If you have the subbed versus the Quarantine, I would say it's watch. Got such a boner subbed. for Quarantine. I got. I like, it. dude. Quarantine's really, really, really good. But we're talking about a different movie. Quarantine. Yeah, he just basically turned this into the Quarantine <laughs> cast. I we sh- I mean we can uh, just talk about it. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Jake, two hours and ten minutes. Get us the fuck out of here. This has been episode 147 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Horror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. Those are Facebook and Twitter, and those links are going to be right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you like the podcast, you're still here somehow, consider hanging out with us on Patreon. We do a lot of extra stuff. It's really fun. If you can't swing that or you're just not into it, that's fine, too. We're going to keep making everything that you're currently hearing and we just want to make the best content possible for you guys. As always, as well, the music's been coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below. And next week, we're checking out another Peyton, Peyton Schreiber recommendation. It's going to be a found footage movie just like this one was. Maybe not just like this one. Yeah, there probably won't be the same dubbing. <laughs> but no, Hopefully not. But please, it, God, please no. If there's a dub version of this one, then I have some issues. It's VHS 2. Hell, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer. And we're going to be coming at you next week with that. Until then, get some beers, grab some buddies, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Tell me, tell me, what's your favorite enzyme? What kind of salads do you like?